Dominers! We're back! Get it ready for it! Everyone always waits because, you know, me, MJ, is always so uh, uh, late with getting shit out. Procrastinator you know, could be uh, my middle name or, like, on my business card. That could be, like, a subtitle in all the headlines. But here we are, episode 5-9 of Dominers. I'm your host, MJ, one of the hosts. We got another host over in Canada right now. Uh, we'll be soon flying all around the world. Radama. Yes. yes, what's up, nerds? It's so good to be back been a minute since we've done some recordings and yes. uh we're back to record some more so in the um, virtual studio because yeah. we are international right now we're all over the globe connected are. by a wooden skill toy that we all love yes today's episode jump right into it introduce the man christian Frazier, <laughs> coming in from the blue corner what's up boys <laughs> oh yeah my blue room it's just getting the vibe right hello oh, yeah, that's, that's happy sapphire to be. vibe Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a marketing. I'm just doing advertising. Yeah. Exactly. I see you. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, dude, thank you so much for being a part of this one. Uh, of course. We, me and, uh, uh, we, we have like a long, massive list of yeah. different people that we need to talk to. And we've been trying to like set it up. So there's like a, a bit of a flow to it. But recently we're just like, we got to just ask and see who is who is available. Whoever is mm-hmm. available. And this is one that, like, is, you've been on the list for so long. I, I, so I could have sworn we'd have already done one, you know? It's like, no, it I mean, feels yeah, so we, natural for you to be in here. Yeah, every conversation we have, you know, it's just like, you know, a little bit of reminiscing, just mm-hmm. thinking about yes. the before times, the long, long, <laughs> ago, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that's we're going to get into, everyone. The, the before, mm-hmm. the, a lot of the, the roots, you know, um, there was this video that 365 Sling Shady just put up on mm. Instagram. Sure I knew this was going to come up. Yeah. Oh, God. Where so depressing. he was asking <laughs> a lot of the the young, not the young, but the the newer, newer. entries, the freshmen COVID into babies. the Kendama world and asking them if they knew some of the OGs. And complete, of course, the OGs, we're going to be crying. Saw like Grove did like a, <laughs> a, 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 a tombstone emoji, and, you know? Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like I got I got work to do to help Man. people who want to know that lore of Kentama into it to to learn the roots to know the roots and hopefully totally. there's a few more people who are tuning in who from that you know have a little bit of a spark to learn some of that stuff because yeah. at the same time you don't necessarily have to if you no. really don't want to but since it is not such a long time ago and everyone is still relatively young that we can recall these things <laughs> and talk about them yeah. with the same passion as if it happened just yesterday yeah mm-hmm. so like, that's what dominators is about yeah there's still it's weird because okay so we're in 16th year of sander but like a lot of this yep. kanama history happened at the first like i don't know five years yeah so in the span of like those 15 years it's all it's like a third so mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff's happened already since those times. So it's always like the question, like, when does it just not matter anymore? You know, like mm-hmm. it yes. always matter, but a certain point people just like, what happened? Well, and right. imagine the stuff too that happened before Sander brought it to America and like, you know, then yeah. it was like the JKA thing. JKA was around for 50 years already. Right. Yeah. You know, like. Who was the Colin Sander of that era? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Japan, right? It's a good question. Yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. Fujiwara Issei would be my guess. The guy they named the the WKO after. 
I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. Ooh, I mean, it would make sense as well as, you know, just the, the, the difference in technology that has helped us continuously get closer and closer together. Uh-huh. That would definitely play a big part because who knows back in the day, a hundred years ago when Kendama was starting to pop off, it was just a kid's toy and then maybe some adults <laughs> took it into their hands and kept on playing or as they were growing up from children to adults as we see our, us doing, right? Uh-huh. And still playing with it. But still, there wasn't a, a big way to connect with other people. I guess just through the JKA, the Japanese Kendama Association, you could hear about others. Maybe you could go to a competition if they had them. I'm not yeah. even sure exactly when they started those. I, just, as a whole I think they had realm. events. They had events back in the day, I'm pretty sure. I remember history, reading a yeah. thing. I want to say they had events in the 70s. Dude, you got to wonder, like, you know, if you think about like space and all that stuff, like there could have been a <laughs> civilization, like, I don't know, 10 million years ago that we didn't know about. Like, what if like the JKA... And all these Kendama players in like 1905 were like doing type, but yeah. it just wasn't documented. You know, maybe it was this whole right. generation that just already has disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that one picture we all know of that kid cracking his <laughs> face with a bilbo gay. Maybe that was like the trick. That that was Bond. The head you know? That was, yeah. that was Bond. <laughs> or yeah, Wyatt, exactly. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of old times and just we were talking about just jumping into it. Let's jump right into it. I watched your edit one today, Christian. Oh, I went God. one, two, and three. I got to say. Ooh, it went deep. I watched one. <laughs> I got to say the old old C phrase edits fucking, they go hard, man. There's like, so I, I just wanted to know because in your first edit at the end, you fucking break the string and you have this moment. Oh, yeah. And you're yeah. like, it's so yes. funny the rage but i want i want to know were you upset because the string broke or were you upset because you just didn't know how to change the string and you thought that your kendama was done forever yes Dude, it's both <laughs> so yeah. that that was my first kendama it was a blue tk16 i don't even have that kendama anymore. my second kendama was a, a, a og with green azura mm-hmm. and i have that so that's kind of like my first one but when that broke i just it's like it's over. There's no coming back from that. Dude, even like it makes me think of a memory like two years later, like one of the first kanamas I ever got from Sweets came unstrung. Mm. And it took me like three hours to string it because we didn't have stringing tools back then, you know, and the strings are like <laughs> fat, frayed, and the little shitty plastic beads. Like, <laughs> so you always before... had a little piece of plastic in them. You couldn't get Dude. the string. Yeah. Oh my so before that, there was no, there was no hope. <laughs> it was just, it was done. I ended up like painting that ball because I had nothing to do with it. Like I never strung it back up. That was it. Yeah. It was done. I mean, it. it's so rare to really snap a string like that. And yeah. And that's interesting that you guys are talking about like how shitty the strings were and stuff because I thought about it now. Like me getting into Kenjama here in Japan, like I've never seen the the non-Japanese made Kendamas from back like, you know, uh, 2010 or something right the old yeah. sweets and the old kusa stuff exactly exactly i don't know how shitty that bead was or how frayed oh. those those strings really were because yeah, i was you getting had that Ozora, Ozora quality you know? yeah. yeah 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 dude if you go to the like sweets museum even like a lot of my old sweets like some of the shapes of the spikes from these hot really damas back then were like this and we oh, yeah. would, like sell them like that and no. I mean, and it's also weird. You know how like everyone nowadays is like, yo, beach on beach is like the most classic setup of all time, whatever, whatever. Like it breaks in well. That was never a thing. It was mm-hmm. because Han Rui, that's all they made. You mm-hmm. know? So it's like <laughs> everyone's only option. It's not like there was beach on beast, JKA, Kandamas. Right, so right. We all had these, I guess, shitty sweets that like 
whatever like sunrises even those are like some of those were painful yeah but it's just weird how like <laughs> i don't know i don't know i wonder where that comes from where everyone's like beach is the best. when ozuras were cherry and may and beach mugens were cherry yeah tk's were birch and it was yeah just, mm -hmm. i was just wonder, thinking that too i mean when, when did it like, yeah, happen when did the people find out did people even know overseas that i mean tama was uh, a cherry blossom I don't know. Probably not. Probably not right? for a while. But I mean, do you always remember the the OG Ozuras like the natty ones? Because those just like looked oh true, true, oh, yeah. true. Yeah, so yeah. They, sick they had a different. very distinct color to them. True. Well, it's like we didn't even think about it. Like mm -hmm. you know, yeah. when I bought when I bought my first Kendama <laughs> Kendama USA, it was blue. You, you know, just yeah, about like, red. Color. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a wooden toy. I don't know what wood. It's wood. <laughs> well, it's like <laughs> yeah. they didn't even advertise. It was like red, blue, or black. I True. ordered a blue one, got a TK. <laughs> yeah. Like two weeks later, my friend in high school ordered a blue one and got an Azura. Like I was, you know, whatever. It was yeah. blue. It was dope. Then, yeah. Uh, shout out, yeah. shout out, like the original Konami USA website. It was a big car, like, Konami USA dot big cartel or whatever. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Four products and and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. It's just whatever. Three cups. There's there's a Tama. So you're mentioning, okay, so there is, your first sweets was not strung up. Well, it wasn't my first one. It was the, it was my first hand-painted one. Because the oh, first okay, ones okay, were those yeah. really shitty China ones that like sweets will like talk about it, like the big stripes and the paint just yeah. fell off. Yes, the yes. paint fell off. Yeah, and then like six months after that or so, that's when they started painting up. And one of the first ones I got, like no stringing tool. I remember the sweet showed me this like one of the first times I met him. You take the little... uh the little things you used to tie, like a bread, like the wire thing with the paper on them. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, twist tie. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah, duh, twist tie. And you, he would burn off the the paper, <laughs> and then use oh, a little it, wire yeah. to bend it, and then use yeah. a so stringing funny. tool, like, like a druggy. It's just crazy that there was a time <laughs> before stringing tools. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, I mean, I always, I didn't know what to do. Such a huge yeah. fan of. Uh, the the string labs how they would like dip them in oh yeah in, glue, in the glue yeah super glue or something so you had a nice big uh -huh. like hard piece of just string that was just stiff that you could really put through no problem and, man for that reason i have always since day one i've always burned the end of my string a little bit you burn it just oh, enough yeah. that it catches and then like blow it out and like while it's still like kind of like malleable you can squeeze it and, like twist it into a little point and it's oh, just like oh yeah 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 and that's like, I've always done that since day one. I've never really used stringing tools. Ooh. I don't really like them. It takes me longer because I'm used to doing that. I find yeah. it better. I think strings nowadays even just like work better. Like, I don't know when they changed. I mean, they just, they just go right yeah. in. They probably started weaving them a little differently or something. Who knows? So that was what? 2008. We, you know, we know about the origin, you know, band class. Joey Kapanski, Joey Kapanski, and his Kapansky, brother. Damn it! I was <laughs> and his brother Jay Kapanski. Yeah, and yeah. Jay, the two Jay Kapanskis, two thousand eight. You got into it, and what was the first like outside of him when you saw it like online or something? Did what was the the extra push to be like, holy shit? There's other creatures like us out there. Yeah. So I mean. Before there was a big push, the edits I remember watching, I think I watched like Matt Rice more before than Colin, you know, like Matt Rice used to have these edits like in his San Francisco <laughs> apartment with these like Chinese lanterns in the background. 
I remember that really distinctly. Then I remember the really classic uh, Kendama Hong Kong edit, the black and white one, where they're like skateboarding and like everything's in super, super slow motion. Yes, yes. We watched (laughs) that one a million times. That edit is still cool. I think it's like Mad Bauer's favorite video. Something like that. Yeah, he was mentioning that. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the first time he was mentioning that he saw like, yeah, slow motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think Bauer bought a camera like for that same reason after that, like the slow mo one. But like jumping ahead, like it, summer of 2009, I kind of like just didn't play because I don't know. You just, it was something you found. You're like, that's fun. And then kind of put it away. Um, yeah. But kind of picked it up when school started again. And around that time is when the Kendama USA Pro Contest came out. The mm-hmm. one that Turner Thornton won. And the one that so you Joe, entered for. Yes. Yeah. I entered, Joey entered, Chaz Edwards entered. Um, and there's a handful of other like, kind of OG players that were. I believe there were only nine people that entered that whole contest, <laughs> which, seem, which seems absurd. Like if you Google those entries back then, try to find them on YouTube, there aren't any other ones. And on the website, when they were all posted, there was like a grid of nine. It was me, Joey, Chaz, Turner, a guy named Bo, I believe. And I, I wish I could remember the other ones. Um, but yeah, so once that happened, it was like, oh, we could actually like do something with this. And it wasn't like about like getting sponsored or whatever, you know, it's just like realizing, okay, I have a goal right now, right? I think Kendama to me has always been goal oriented. You there's a trick, you want to land it, you gotta do the necessary steps and work hard to get there. Uh-huh. So, okay, let's like make these videos. And during that time, like I like landed like so many new tricks for me at the time that like really like I kind of saw in myself, like, oh, you're like not bad at this thing and you might be able to like keep going and and challenge yourself and get better and that was kind of it and then i didn't win which is cool because turner thorne like obviously deserved that spot i couldn't have fit in any better and Mm -hmm. then i just kind of just kept going like you like you always remembered the challenge i guess you know it's fun to just did it did it really cut you down when you were chosen or no what was the mentality i because the one thing about it um, this is like digging up like the old emails like Jero didn't announce it for a long time after it was over because Kanani say ran out of Azuris to sell because of the lead in the paint oh yeah, yeah. that tasty so, like, tasty lead yeah Jeremy <laughs> I think you know I'm like I'm speaking based on the emails he sent whatever 15 years ago saying hey we didn't feel comfortable announcing a new pro when we didn't have Kanani to sell so it took a while but once they announced um, the winner emailed everyone. The emails also said, like, we still want to, like, semi-sponsor you. Um, so that's why if you watch my like, edit three, four, five, and six, I think, like, I have the Konami USA title card, which is, like, a yeah. deep cut, you know? Like, I, I was semi-sponsored by, like, Jeremy, I guess. I got, like, three or four Kendamas over the span of, like, a year, and they were, like, TK-16s and stuff. <laughs> um, and, yeah, then... I radically never really different. Radically different. I was just listening to those numbers in a span of a year, two or three TKs. Radically yeah. <laughs> different from now. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just like, it was just cool. I was like, oh, I get a free one. <laughs> yeah, Great. yeah, yeah. And, th- and then we just didn't really think about it, you know? It's like, I was still, I was like eight, 17. It's not like I even knew what I was doing. And I always look at these like young players like Johnny. Johnny went pro today. Mm. Johnny Cress. Oh, yeah. Like, Amazing. He's like this pro Canelo player, like 18 or 19, however old he is. Yeah. I couldn't have like perceived that sort of 
accomplishment or like fact in general at age 18, you know? So like being disappointed by Kanabi USA was never, never a thing. Just like, oh, okay. 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 I'm just going to keep sure. playing with this toy. It's fun. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it was so minor, right? The the toy itself, the culture itself was. Yeah. It wasn't a thing, you know, yeah. we just, it was just a toy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. With a couple of videos online that you could comment on. That's about it. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, back then we would always like go to YouTube, type in Kendama, then sort by latest uploaded. Right. And that's okay. it. Like that was like the Instagram feed of 2009, you know, because <laughs> yeah. There were you uploading out- to Facebook too? Not really. I just, I always remember I would spam all my Kendama edits on my Facebook status. Like, hey, watch this, watch this. Look at me. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I've I've heard I've heard some rumors about young Christian Fraser. Oh God, I don't want to hear them because they're probably rough. Because I have enough Wait, criticisms of myself. I w- <laughs> <laughs> I've I've only heard that that you were very cocky, very proud of yourself and your skill level at the time, and up to the point where you possibly gave you enough balls to go out and say, "Hey, I want to be sponsored." Sweet, uh, <laughs> here's my video sponsor me like pretty much well dude it's funny like i mean i think i'm someone that i've like I've, like built a confidence in myself over time with kendama and other things in my life it's helped me like learn confidence so that's like one thing but like the the real story behind getting sponsored by sweets is like it's not that like dramatic it's not that like whoa i'm the best sponsor me sweets <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the, the, the full story it's like really simple i was like in my architecture studio in college like late at night it was like my freshman year of college and to like to reel back like the the cocky mentality of that age um like i didn't play kendama in college in my studio because i was too shy you know i was scared for people to see the weird thing i did in my free time so (laughs) i was just on facebook and i was friends with Chaz edwards on facebook because i knew him through the kenobi say thing and then Chaz was just like like a murderer back then, you know, the tricks he was doing were Dude. just ahead of everything. And he was, mm-hmm. he was one of a kind, Chaz Edwards, one of the greatest legends ever. So on his Facebook wall, uh, Matt Sweets posted the website and said, hey, bro, check out the new website. And then I just kind of was creeping on Chaz's Facebook, saw that, went to the website, and there was a tab that said sponsorship. And it said, hey, if you want to be sponsored, send your video to this email. And my Kendama Edit 6 had been posted, you know, the last month or so before that. And I just sent it to him, you know, because after like being sponsored by Konami USA and getting free Kendamas, I liked that. And <laughs> Jeremy had us like, didn't do that anymore. And then in retrospect, he didn't do it because they were working on the premiere line at the time, like the first pro models, the first yeah. Konami USA Kendamas. Um, so they just kind of fell off. And in my head, I just said, Hey, I like freaking damas. I want more freaking damas. <laughs> and that was it. You know, like there was no like aspirations for this and that. Cause sweets Kanamas then was, I mean, in like simple terms, not a thing. Yeah. They existed. Yeah. The original team was Chaz. Um, before me, there was a guy named Ben Morse, um, Ben Dama back in the day. His videos might still be on YouTube and that was it. So I just wanted free stuff. And then I got, <laughs> then I got two freaking novels and then I just put his so title then, card in my next video. <laughs> so you didn't even play at that time. Did you have a sweets? No, dude, I'm saying sweets have been around for like four months. 
They're Kanamas. Wow. I think we're on sale on the website. Okay, like all the, okay. The shitty ones. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it wasn't a thing. Like, it, it didn't really exist besides yes. just yeah selling Kanamas to his homies in Minneapolis. That's as right, far right, as right, it right, right. at that point. Yeah. And then finally made a website where people from different areas of the U.S. can pick one up. Right, right. And that's uh, why like, I have such a love for Sweets Kandamas because I was there from that point mm-hmm. all the way to now and everything like Matt, his team has accomplished. You know, it's like it's yeah. The coolest thing. Hold on. So are you it's one so of sick. the only original sponsored players that is still here? Yeah. I mean, I'm probably the only one. I mean, yeah. besides Matt, I guess, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Matthew. Cause the, yeah, because after that, it was like the real original protein was Chaz, me, Wase and Willie. And then Willem Smith Clark, if you want to count him. Oh, yep, yep. Fun fact, anyone that knows who Willem Smith Clark is, he was on the original Sweets team. He was in Adam Kingman's iconic SDF Lemon. Um, I was hanging out with Willie sometime in the last year and we had Googled Willem Smith Clark. Turns out he is an architect. Right. Whoa. So I was just like, okay, I got to holler at this dude and like see, what, see what's up and see what he's doing. And Because I didn't even know if I got to talk to him back then. Because he was just like, 14 or something mm. okay okay yeah yeah we grow yeah. the youngs grow okay yeah <laughs> so that dude all right that that's pretty intense yeah you've been there since the beginning of, of sweets and to see how it's grown and what it mm-hmm. is now so what was your first sweets kendama that you got was one of those shitty chinese one of those shitty china ones yeah sweets just said you know pick two colors and i picked um like my two favorite colors that like are still some of my favorite colors. One was yellow with the blue stripe, mm-hmm. which inspired like one of my pro models, the teal and yellow one. The 2017. Yes. And then the other one was white with a gold stripe, which also mm-hmm. kind of inspired my the other one. first pro model. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are just like two of my favorite color combos. And, and nice. it's funny because Sweets will tell you when he designed all the original Konamas and fixed the colors, the white and the gold stripe was like his. He was like, yeah. this is mine. If I had a pro model, it'd be this. Yeah. So <laughs> he snaked your colors. Yeah, and he, I mean, yeah. white and gold is just sexy. You know, Jared Porter killed it on his, one of his yeah. mods was white and gold. It's just nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it to go nice. back, like, you know, the Mugans, the gold one was the one. Yes. Uh, white, great for tracking. And they were the the uh-huh. rare colors to see out there. Yeah, dude. The white, like, white mutant is still my favorite. Kingdom ever, you know? can't the one doesn't get any better yes yes uh so classic so since you've been there for a long time you know you've been with you've had a various amounts of um pro mods so i saw when was it like oh shit i had in my notes right here when was it 20 yeah 2011 (laughs) i saw on your instagram you had a picture of the white and golds and there's yes. three different variations of white and gold, but different types of patterns. And you're like, come yes. on. I think it was your very first post that you have on Instagram right now. Yeah. So my very first post. So I have it on the shelf. I don't get it. Whatever. Go to Instagram. Find it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my pro, my original pro model, I want it to be like a Shin Fuji recursive. That design yes, with white and gold. But mm-hmm. um, the version that Switch was able to make that was like hand taping these stripes, which was a pain in the ass back then. And so yeah. they got like five or six stripes. And it looks it looks really cool. Um, but they were like, we can't. We like, can't. Dude, we're going to make like maybe <laughs> yeah. 20 of these tops. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even that's going to take a week. <laughs> so that was one of them. And then the second version, which inspired the final version, is at Domifest 2011, 
um, Sour Mash was live painting there um, yeah. for anyone that was there. Um, so Domifest 2011, that was you know the first like real real big event with all the pros. Like that's the first time I met Sweets and I got to see him and like they were selling Kanamas, but Mash was painting and I had a Tama for him and I just said, hey, make it white and gold and that's it. You know, just do your thing because I you know you trust him. He's an artist. Mm-hmm. So he what he made was like this cool streaky pattern that was gold to white to natty on the bottom. And I was like, oh, this is sick. This is sick. So then I took that and told Sweets, hey, sorry, since we can't do what I, the stripe thing, let's do something like this. And so that's that third picture. So that's like the evolution of how the first one came to be. And mostly out of like necessity because we couldn't. It's funny how like our designs back then were just whatever stickers they could find at like the arts and craft shop at Michael's or whatever, stick on the ball. Yeah, yeah, I remember like <laughs> the stars and shit. Yeah, the, al- <laughs> the alphabet soup one. It was literally like, oh my goodness, not good. But um, like Innovative. that's where, yeah, that's where it started. And like we figured, oh, gold to white's easy. Just spray it twice and you're done. Seemed nice, right? Yes, it was nice. That's one. It's, yeah, I, it's cool. We redid it at some point. Like in the, yeah, yeah, you with had like, a, with cushion, had cushion series. Yeah, 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 I had a cushion clear on it, so it was like really good. Because that was always the intent. Because it was the frost paint. If anyone remembers the frost paint, the frost paint. I oh, totally oh. forgot about the frost paint. It was like a paint. I don't know how they painted it. I'm sure Matt could tell you, but that had like a real grit to it when it was done. But after you okay. laid it for ten minutes, all that grit was gone. So we just like fell right off. Ooh, was this it's pre like dipped in chalk? This is like right before uh, ATAC. Uh, before I, a, a good year. It was before Asiru. Asiru was the first like I real, know that cool. one. Yeah, Asiru was the paint that we we uh, marketed as like indestructible. Like Sweet sent it to all of us. And was like, hey, go smash this on the concrete and show everyone. That was like twenty. <laughs> we need to make up for the first batch of Kendamas we sold. Actually, yeah. though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was like twenty twelve, I think. ATAC yeah. was like 2013, I believe. Yes, so yes. The yeah. Frost was 2011. Whoa. Yeah, yeah dude, there's all this crazy, like, Sweets cannabis, like, history that, like, Sweets has done a pretty good job of documenting and it's in the museum, but, like, it's yes. so choppy. Like, the F3, the F3 came out in, like, 2015, right? Like, the Focus 3. Yep. There was, like, six focuses before that. But somehow we <laughs> yeah, landed yeah, on yeah. Yeah, <laughs> F3. I don't, I forget the math, but it all, it checked out. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The ones you were proud of, right, right, or the ones that <laughs> yeah. came out, yeah, and yeah, something just, like that. Exactly. I, I remember, like, you know, every once in a while, Sweets has like a a yearly like end bonfire because he just has so much like B grades everywhere, right? What well, did you That's guys see? Of... Um, so it Sakura uh, Sakura Classic Chicago and Dama Dama and the D just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Sweets unearthed a box of like natty Kendamico Zeds. Like in package, oh, two finger okay. strings strung up, and Whoa. they they painted like inverted striped zins with cushion clear. Oh, Whoa. I did I not see that. Yeah, I don't know if, if you have to like just go through Sweet's Instagram, like, and you'll find it somewhere. I don't know if they were on the website or anything. And but sold, sold them at the events. Yeah, sold them in person. Everyone bought them. Like a couple kids were competing with them. Just no for way. like shits and what? giggles, you know. <laughs> it was awesome, sick. and it was it was crazy to see like the Zen box, you know. It's like it never left. It was the whole package because they had <laughs> leftover things from a collab that never happened like eight years ago. Yep. Uh, but whatever the deal was, but it was crazy. Cool. Like, like mammoth series. Oh, yeah, the mammoth. Forget. 
So you have to dig up that YouTube video. I forget why we. Yeah, they they were. Yeah. It was this, like a hunk of wood that was like, per, like petrified and like thousands of years old some, or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why it was called the mammoth. It was actually like a crazy piece of wood. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's were, why it sucked is because it was just <laughs> petrified wood. <laughs> I don't yeah. think there was People any like actual rocks. wood. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it, make, yeah. it makes me think of another like, gym from back in the day. So in 2012, like I was in Minneapolis, Hunter Bailey was in Minneapolis, Sam Merkel, you know, Kandamako pros. And then Sam Ullman, um, I don't know if Lex was there, but Sam Ullman was one of the owners of Kandamako. We kept it really secret at the time. Now, this is getting like, Kandamako politics now. At least, at least back then. So in 2012, like Konami USA <laughs> was just in charge. You know, they were running the game and mm-hmm. it was the best. We all we all loved it. So Sweets and Konamico, we were like chopping it a bit to like really kind of get up there. So Sweets yeah. and Konamico, we were making American-made Kandamas like together. And we were right. like sampling them and like playing with them and filming for them like way back then. And that's like one of the, another one of those things that just never came to be. It's like uh, the pre the pre yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, didn't uh, Kendamaco have that, that? They had a, an American-made Kendama. Was it called the All-American or some shit? They, yeah, I think so. And I think it, they might that was sold. absolutely the worst Kendama I have ever played. Well, I think I think those were the Kendamas I'm talking about. Like I think same, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same ones. We just never finished the project, and like Kendamaco just kind of went ahead and sold them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like, about right. Quality control. They're like, we can't. We we you know. Dude, it was. I remember it being so bad. I don't remember why specifically, but I just remember hating it every time I played. It, it lived on the wall at the terrace shop, and whenever it came <laughs> up in like a rando game, I was like, "Go!" Oh, <laughs> I think they were, I like, think, give me the stove. Fuck this thing. I think the cool part was they were made of American cherry. I think that was like mm. part of the all American brand or whatever they were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Specific wood, dude. So I mean, there's there's been so many different types of paints. I've even heard that you picked up the paint gun at the sweet shop and we're painting as well yeah a little bit like so that same kind of era you know we were like stickering kanamas and painting them if you go way back in my instagram we literally just had tape little like rolls of really thin tape and would just tape off the coolest designs we could think of run at the paint booth spray one color come back do some more tape spray another color and just unravel it and, and see what it was like that was it so we were literally <laughs> Just like it seems like we were so like cool and serious when we were doing it, but we were just like fucking around. Yeah, okay. eating what we could make, and like I tried marbling a couple times. Which wait, had, do people know how marbles are made? Is that the, do people know that yet? Is it? Is it? I don't know. Is it FBI like uh, for your eyes only kind of deal? No, I think Sweets like made a video a few years ago to describe because I think anyone who can paint can have a good idea and you look at it you kind of you know deconstruct yeah, all right I, well there's this color there and then you just get another one it seems time consuming and just adding that, dry mm-hmm. brush no mm-hmm. oh, you got shit. it all you got it all wrong <laughs> um that's the thing because like it's not hard to do but it's hard to do well in simple terms you're spinning the you put the dama the tama on a dowel and you spin it in a certain yep, yep. with your hands okay and that's about it and so right. we were trying to, i would try to do that stuff and it's it's crazy hard. Like the sweets, the early sweets guys, like Scrappy Mike, uh, Mike Roberts, one of the early guys in the shop, and even like Shane Colmeyer, who worked there recently, um, they were just like the masters at it. So they were just really good at lacrosse, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a cool time, just like painting whatever we wanted. But also the paint always just fell off. I don't even know what kind of clear coats we had. 
if any. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, was there one? Were you working on your way to get <laughs> sticky or you just wanted nice glossy finish? I think at that point, it was just like to make the point stay on the ball. Yeah. Like, that was the goal. <laughs> yeah. I, it was because uh, everyone, like anyone that bike, I would just complain it chips. And right, you know, right, right. That was the only complaint because like, if it wasn't sticky enough, like no one knew what sticky enough was. Like, yes. Okay. You could do mm. the trick or you couldn't do the trick. Right. We still didn't like sticky paint then. People didn't right? like, you know, the whole mash paint thing was like, ah, uh, yeah, you did it on a mash Dama stick, dude. But yeah. like, I remember you know, it doesn't when, really count. I remember when Kanavi would say like, they were the first ones to really like do the rubber paint. Mm. And like a lot okay. of, I mean, me and Matt Dakota, what the fuck? Are these, are these guys serious? We can't play rubber. with that. Straight, yeah, straight rubber. <laughs> Those things were amazing. <laughs> yeah, do you like the 2013 Pro Models, the Animal Series ones? The Animal, so yeah, yeah. Good. Like, cause all yeah, the Kusa right. dudes back then would like take those and put them on like Kiyakis or yes, whatever. Totally, that totally. was Dude, absolutely the play. Like that was that was Best my Kandamas. first. That was my first Western, I guess, company Kendama here in Japan that I picked up. I had to go to Spin yeah. Gear and picked one up. I was like, nice. oh, that's awesome. They're here. It's fucking like drooling on the websites, like, oh, they're gonna come in stock. Like, it looks like, yep. you know, I saw that they were coming over. I'm like, all right, just wait. I see they're in, in on sale in the US now, but they're coming. Yeah, because, and those Kanamas were legendary because they were teased at the end of that Japan 2012 edit, which is Whoa. like, in my, that's my favorite edit of all time. It'll never change, never be topped. And then they tease it at the end. It's like, what are those? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're talking about dominoes, talking about paints and stuff. I know you're you're somewhat of a collector. Oh yeah, and you have actually you know collected all of the what is it? All of the uh, the sorcerer stones. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the moon either, gets. Yeah, I have all nine basic mutant colors, and I have multiples of a couple of them. Um, Ooh. I never got the like the purple or the Kotobuki or the Pokeball or whatever, whatever. Oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my first. Well, because my I started getting Mugens through Nicholas, Nicholas Chopper. Um Chauffeur, yeah. Uh, um back in two thousand nine. Mushroom Dama. Yes. For but people who I, don't know, really quickly, you know, a little yeah. extra lore. Uh so a dude who has come to Japan a few times. I've personally never met him. Maybe we look a little similar, you know, we've got stash and shit. <laughs> the pedo stash. Uh but he <laughs> he was one who Plenty of times Rod has talked about in past episodes, everyone, if you haven't mm-hmm. listened back to those, the guy who always played Mugens was at the Kendama events, and it was really rare to see other, you know, anyone who he saw with the Kendama back in the day was like, holy shit, you're down. Especially at Mugen. Amazing. And then, yeah. yeah, on top of it. And he has <laughs> the whole uh, Kendama genie for whatever, Summer mm-hmm. Edit 2010, where the whole, that's like my other favorite video where every trick is done on Mugen. Mm-hmm. Like that's just I remember how, that one. That's just how he rolled, you know? So, yes, yeah. So this guy, he was, he was <laughs> yeah, the the universal, like, key holder. Mugen man. Mugen man. Yeah, because so he, he had the foresight to buy it once they went out of production. He was just yeah. smart enough to be like, oh, I'm going to get as many as I can. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're like 25 bucks or 30 bucks or some shit. Yep. Bah. Yeah, so you got a bunch were. from him, and you just collected them. Where are they now? Are they, like, shelves in glass? Um, the I mean I can turn my camera. I have like a little yeah. stand with like some kandamas and somebody's like paper sneakers on it. Yeah. You can see right here there's three Mugens like in package, like brand But the okay. rest oh, of them. Oh yes, yes, laying down. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of them are just like in boxes because 
I have I have one that's sitting out downstairs, like beat one that I play with, but like you know, it's like, nice. At a certain point, like that shelf used if like anyone that's been to my apartment like eight years ago, that shelf was head to toe kanamas, like twelve kanamas per little square. And it was <laughs> it was too much, you know, like I've grown out of that. So yeah. like you just <laughs> I can't, know that game. Yeah, it's just you can't do that anymore. <laughs> I even cleaned it up the other day. I got rid of a bunch. But yes, you can yes. boxes. But I always wanted to get all nine basic It took me till like 2015, I think, to get all nine. Oh, damn. And then I was like, done. And I was like, I'm keeping these forever. That's it. I can, it's like getting like the infinity dollars. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So then what's, what was the, the drive, the passion besides, you know, just having them? Did you want to just be able to go back home and just look at them in their glory? It was so that's part of it, but like a lot of it is because it's easy to forget those were the best condoms for like five years. I get the second Dama Fest in 2013. Like I competed mm-hmm. with one because back then that was still like the best Konami you could play with. It was. Um, and I, right when I started is when they got discontinued. Like when I started on Konami USA's store, the Gold Mugen was an option. It was just out of stock. Yeah. You, just could, you couldn't buy it because Jared was waiting to get more, um, but he never did. So like, the allure was set instant. And then like Nicholas having them, like Colin having them in his videos, you just, they were just the best. And like I, my first one I got from Nicholas, I only paid like, 60 or $70. So whoa, they, they were like, you know, it was a lot for like a high school kid and like, didn't know like what was going on buying a Kanaba from a dude in Switzerland. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, you can, oh, man, I could get GT 104 or dude, oh, I got a story to tell in a second about you. Um, but like, yeah, it's just like the quality was different. They just felt great. Like, you know, you just mm-hmm. had to have them. And I do, I just collect, collect stuff in general. It's just like, it's part of my personality. Like I'm, I collect sneakers now. And I think like, I think I kind of peaked on that during COVID when everyone was just buying shit because we were just at <laughs> home. But it's chilled out a little bit. Same with Kandavas. Like, Kandavas hard to keep up with now because there's so many. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, I only really buy like pro models, you know, if I get homie on a team as a mod came out. That's kind mm-hmm. of it these days, you know. It's a little sad, but there's too many Kanabas. Sorry, guys. There is too many. Yeah, with the, the amount of different shapes, different companies, and everyone with that mindset of we got to do something new. It's just overwhelming, and especially yeah. for the old heads who oh, have sick. collected since 2010. You know, yeah, totally. Dude, I I even collected every yeah, definitely sick. I had every Muso up to an extent. I stopped. Whoa. With I stopped at the magic out ones, the red to blue fades. They saw that was pretty deep in. Yeah, like I had like it was all the solid like you know I got the earth Mm. blue of course, the snow gold, the Mm -hmm. sparkling green, Mm -hmm. and then it was like the orange breeze and the the amethyst, the sakura pearl. Mm -hmm. There was like three or four other ones, like a pink one. Wait, how'd you get the earth? What what, did they put that on sale? I thought that was like just the that was the or was it really limited? Yeah, that was the first Gloken. Yeah, Rod, if you remember, that was announced when we were in France for the EJC. I we do. were all together for that. And like it was mm-hmm. like 2013. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. July 2013. It was like the biggest moment in Kandal at the time. He's back. Yo, the Dude. fucking wizard <laughs> is back. We did it. The videos, and, where all the stupid yeah. videos we made did it. <laughs> yeah, right? And did I, you make I'd one say, of those? We're talking about Iwata, everyone. The man yeah. who made the Mugens. 
Okay. Yeah. And, and I think the Earth Blue was like the best one too. The very it first was. one. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sparkle was different because mm. they re they kind of redid it later, put a fade on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and yeah. I say this all with the utmost respect. Beautiful Ganava still, you know. I bought one like one of the uh Hiroshima like ones a couple of years ago. Oh mm. yes, yes. They're, they're, they're beautiful, dude. Like still. Like yeah. Mm -hmm. The quality uh, is, is unmatched. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it just does a, cool stuff. I'm like a laminate wise and whatnot too. Yeah, oh, my, I got a, a couple of those. Like the ebony hole with the six dots in it. That one's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Or he has the one where around the hole there's a triangle. Like inset oh, into the tomba. Yeah, the Kayaki triangle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's some shit. But you don't yeah, see it I on like the top. One. You're like, I mm -hmm. have how would how? Hey, I'm gonna it I'm gonna use this platform to publicly bully Ryan Ford, aka Jubaka, into making Dude. those kandamas. Like Ryan, figure it out. Figure wow. it out. You're you're there, right? Ryan, yeah. you're there every day. You can do it, right? I know you're listening. Yeah. You can do it. Just dremel out a piece of wood that's a triangle and then cut a piece yeah. of wood into a triangle and hammer it in there. Yeah, and make it perfect. Fine. Yeah. Don't forget the glue. <laughs> and perfect. He speaking, glue I have a guy. super funny little side story that has nothing to do with that, but it has to do with glue, has to do with me and you, Christian, has to do with the EJC 2013. Was that the first time we met in France? Um, we, no, we met at Dollar Fest 2013. Yeah. Were you mm -hmm. at Battle of Seattle 2012? No, I wasn't. Okay, then I guess it was Dollar Fest. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been Dollar Fest. So first time we really like kicked it, though, was EJC. Little in france 2013 and i remember hanging out with you and we're hanging out with david from sunrise and he gave you a kendama you got one of those maple and walnut ones and it was all brand new and you're like yo check this thing out it's so sick and i was like yo can i try it and i like first thing i did i did like a moon circle and like just slammed it to the ground and no. broke the can right in half right now oh, <laughs> yeah he was so bad I've never felt like such a fucking piece of shit in my life. I was just well, like, <laughs> when we were inside no. too, on like a fairly soft floor and you yeah. said you slammed it, but I remember it kind of just fall, you know, oh. it was kind of like it fell and just, it, it sucked. It felt like a slam. It was a slam for me, but <laughs> you know what? I think I've recovered since my broken water. So uh, oh, that's good. I mean, it, oh, yeah, my I, it felt like you did right after David replaced it right away. So oh, I don't even remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, of course, David was the homie. He would have been fucking always yeah. hook us up with anything we needed. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Sunrise Kadamas like, were actually really good back then. Yeah. They were legit. Yeah. Like they some made of the them... first uh, beach LBBs that we had as well. We got made at the Sunrise Factory. Whoa. That's cool. That's really yeah. weird. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if this is public knowledge, whatever. David <laughs> made some F. Three Kens at some point, like yeah. when F threes were out, there was a portion of them that were made at Davis Factory. I guess it's in was it in the Czech Republic. Yeah, I believe. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, and I, this is kind of got mixed in everything because think we tried to work with them for a long time. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, I remember those sunrises having such crispy edges compared to all the other doubles at the time. Yeah, and that really yeah. stood out as well as like the sling factor. Those things. Might... Yeah, yeah. I had a yellow one in my original like four or five lineup. And I love that. My brother still has that Dama, I think. I still have one of them because it's a it's a yellow with a blue stripe, like my first sweeps mm. that I had. Yeah. And I, I landed in edit. I edit 10, right? Yeah. I like mm. did Ken flip, Ken flip, Ken flip, like spike, yeah. you know? I watched on, that one today too. Hell yeah. And on that <laughs> on that Kendama, which I still kept because the Kendama sick, and it's like hi, two-finger string too, you know? That's right. Yeah, but it's still like it holds up. That page's like, not that slick you know those are nice condolence they were 
So, Very nice, Kendamas. Until Rod drops them. Yeah. Don't don't let me play your sunrises. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a go- there's a lot that you and Rod share. You know, you got the EJC. Where you guys met each other. That was like my, a lot. My favorite Kendama trip, like going to Europe was, with sweets and stuff. Mm, I, I yeah. forgot who. I maybe like Kendama Europe. On their YouTube channel, if you go back deep, they have like the freestyle. Oh, it's and the Dan Jam. The Dan Jam. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so hilarious seeing everyone awkwardly like, oh, Mike, you go? Okay, I'm going to go. And then yeah. it's almost like a cipher where you had you just go up, you do a single trick, and then you go on to the next person. You can actually get back in line. Yeah, and everybody's just in a fucking row. <laughs> yeah. And it just yeah. goes. The funny part is it was called the Dan Jam and like the Void said yeah you can't compete unless you're not wrecked yeah and it was just like okay all right <laughs> so serious back then <laughs> no way. yeah like, well <laughs> that was like freestyle condom like no one did freestyle and i'm like rod you were probably one of the few that could like pull it off you know just like the way you play i mean yeah it was, it was were always fun i had a lot of fun in those things yeah yeah but, i mean the, yeah the essence of the of the freestyle was there with rod where everyone else for the most part it's like do two tricks Running. Okay. I remember a lot of like get doing something to Lighthouse and then like oh and then walking off stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. In that video, there's a bunch of people who like would like pull up, do like one turn, pull up Lunar, and then yeah. just land it. Everyone's just like, oh my god! And he's like, throws up and walks away, takes it off, walks off. Yeah, dude. Even yeah, the, dude. Cop, the cop tricks from like that year for the EKC, you didn't have to spike us. Yeah, it's just it's hold like different times. Maybe. Different times, uh, cool. but you know that. Let's let's go let's go back over to North America, doing the nerd homework, the uh, the spy work that I do before all of our guests come on. I see that there was a close connection with you and Willie P. Mm-hmm. God, I love that man. He graduated he did his master's today. Yeah, so, shout out Willie P. That. There you go. Absolutely, oh my gosh. shout out Willie P. Willie P. Someone who has been on Sweets for such a long time. One that has been on there for. Since he was a youngin, fourteen, oh, yeah. as well as you, yeah, yeah. So what's how did you guys get together? Are you both living in the same area? You're in Georgia, right? Well, I mean, we were. So I'll tell our entire backstory. And here's this is this story is going to tie into the story I was trying to tell earlier. It's a mutant related story. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so it, this is like this is a lot. So let me try to break it down. In your so, drinks, everyone. The first time Kanama blew up in America. Like the very first time was in Canton, Georgia, like Woodstock, Georgia, which is like, let's say 35, 40 minutes northwest of Atlanta. So just in the suburbs, whatever. So that's really where Kanama lived for the very first time. It's the reason Dama Fest happened. It's like kind of the catalyst that kind of Kanami was saying to that next level with Dama Fest and the pro models and all these great things. Um, and so Willie was one of those kids. And this was all happening and having nothing to do with I lived like 30 minutes away from this area. I was not connected to it at all. My first two years playing Kanaba were pretty much by myself and with my high school friends. It pops off in like 2011 thanks to a dude named Danny Mason, was an old Kanaba co-sponsored player. Um, he was kind of the reason it got started up in Canning, Woodstock and all the high schools and stuff. So I kind of went to that, like met these kids, um, made friends with these kids and started playing Kanaba with like, and they were all younger than me. I was like 18. And they were all like, you know, 13, 14, 15. I would go up to the neighborhood and play Kendama. And so the little shy Stacey Frazier 
at 18, figured out, oh, how can I, you know, you know, hustle these kids? So I literally made flyers and hosted paid kendama lessons in their neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, I was 18. I was in college. I wanted some money. I realized hey, I had a... I'm uh, 18. I'm an adult compared to these, these young kids. I yeah, can teach. Right. I got Obviously. those skills. I mean, hey, if you're giving good lessons, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Ask Willie. See what he thought of the lessons. Yeah. I would love to. <laughs> But so, okay, okay. but so I started doing these lessons and like the kids, the kids that won the first Amethyst, um, Sebastian and Julian, um, no one knows those names, but they won the first and second of the first Amethyst. Like those are the kids coming to the jam and all these local kids. Um, and Willie P came to one of them to like for the lessons, but Willie smart as he is with his master's degree. Now he was not paying me. He was like, no, are you stupid? I'm like, fine, whatever. Just Let's hang out, you know? <laughs> um, so that's kind of what started like seeing Willie P, but he was just like one of the kids at the time. But then I hosted a novel lesson at my house, like in my basement where I filmed all those old videos. And that's when Willie and I kind of like started talking a little bit more. Um, and so I'm going to sidetrack here. I'll sidetrack and then come back. This is the Mugen story. So then I had a brand new gold Mugen in package. And so all these kids were in my basement, like looking at my Kendama. So Willie, he took a picture of him holding the gold Mugen, put it on Facebook. Colin comments on the photo, like, yo, dude, can I like DM me or whatever? I'm gonna like buy that gold Mugen off you. <laughs> and then I saw that and I'm like, oh no, what it's mine, dude. And then he so then Colin messages me, and I won't get into the details, but Colin offered me at the time like a, a lot of money for a Mugen. <laughs> you know, like more than anyone would pay it now. And well, it was sick. I was like, no way, blah, blah, blah. It's Colin Sander. That's kind of when Colin and I started becoming friends. And I sold Colin, my Kandama, my Gold Mugen. It's the Gold Mugen that's in Mugen's house. Like, it's like one of the newer <laughs> ones. Um, was that, oh, okay, okay. So that was maybe, he he was getting them before from yeah, Zero she, at Kusa, but once they stopped stocking them or making them pretty much, mm-hmm. he was yeah, dry he, he, and then he had he to go like, wherever he could get them. Yeah. But go for that gold rush. Yeah. But that <laughs> whole thing was funny because Willie posted that photo. Then we started like becoming friends. I sold the Kanawa for a lot. And all this to say, like, my dad was so pissed at me when I bought a $200 gold Mugen from Nicholas, you know? Like, he was Whoa. an 18 year old buying a $200 toy. He was like, livid. Yeah. Then, <laughs> Piece of wood, I, pretty much. Then, I, then, I, I, yeah. then I show yeah. the messages to my dad <laughs> yeah. after Colin and I finished. And like, I was like, told oh. you so, dad. <laughs> Got your ass, you know? Yeah, yeah. making money off all this. So, okay, whatever. It was just funny because <laughs> Willie posted the photo that led to that happening. Yes, yes. Okay, that's and, true. Nice. And this, so after that, you know, Willie's just a little kid, but at the concession stand battle, which is the Ooh. first time I met, I think the first time I met Sweets actually, in Nashville, hosted by Kanaba OG, Tyler Marshall, Jake Weeds' his cousin. Um, Willie came to that. And so I met Sweets for the first time, having already been on the team, and Willie met Sweets for and I Ooh. knew Willie was a shredder. And I was like, sweet, look at this kid. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Like, well, he was doing like still over Valley, back over Valley, back Dude, over he, Valley. He was like, still king from I like was about day to one. say, yeah, there, there, there was back in the day since there was not as many players and especially being in the spotlight as being a sponsored or pro, everyone had like would push what they're like really good at. Of course, yeah. like Frazier with you, like when I first saw your stuff and met you, like, and, it, most of the Japanese community were like fast hand master, right? 
that's what it was. And right. yeah, Willie P, see him? Dude. Dolls. Dilt. Dilt. Yeah. There was that video of him, Dilt. like, I don't even know how many years ago it is now. It's got to be fucking eight years ago. And he does a stilt tray on stage, first try in front of like yes. a huge school. Yeah. yeah. Kids and like a thousand kids just start screaming. It's so yes. sick. Yeah. That was like the, it was a Wenatchee for like one of their movie premieres or their events or something. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was just the best from the beginning. And that's why, you know, he got on the team. Like he, like we went to hang out at the hotel afterwards that night. And, you know, I was 18, sweet, so just like 22. So we were like drinking. What are you doing? And like <laughs> Willie came as a 14 year old and was hanging out and like vibing with us. And yeah. so it was just, it was clear from the beginning that Willie was like a good dude and like a mature soul, you know, and just a nice guy yeah. and all these things. So then we just started hanging out more in Georgia. We could go hang out with Phil and stuff. And then eventually he grew up enough and went to Stanford, went up to school in California for all that time. And then like since then, you know, I saw. Canava trips and then he would uh, come back to Georgia every now and then sometimes like let me know sometimes not because he just so his, his home base is Georgia yeah is Georgia yes Canton Georgia like where Canava blew up that whole area just north of Atlanta um, but now he's in uh, Willie's in New Orleans he just graduated from Tulane Willie okay. is, is a Spanish teacher yes Louisiana right now that's like his job and everything awesome <laughs> So uh, we miss him very much. He's the man. Uh, huh. That yeah, yeah, nice. That because yeah, when I again scrolling through and seeing like different uh, pictures, videos, seemed like you guys were were close. We're just always hanging out with each other. Yeah, dude. Willie P and I like crashed a car together. You know, huh? we <laughs> Whoa. all what? right. <laughs> grab <What>? your drinks <laughs> again. Let's go into that. <laughs> All right, tell so, me there was a Kendama involved. You're, there was a video camera. You're like, uh, tell no, me there wasn't still, a Kendama involved. Still. <laughs> yeah. So this is like, this is a horrible story. Cause I was 19 and Willie was like 15. Um, we spent a whole week in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Not a great city. Sorry if you're from there. It kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, but there was, it was the IJA was th- there that year sure. so sweets and i and willie and mikey beretta went to like sell cannabis and do all that that was like the sweet summer special 2012 video super nice. good old sweets video but we like you know played cannaba partied for a week did whatever the day we left it was like we and willie drove it's like a four or five hour drive the day we drove we like filmed all day before we drove and so driving back um willie was asleep in the passenger seat of the car i was driving and i was dozing off like i was getting tired like getting tired then i blasted some music rolled the windows down couldn't stay awake and eventually i saw i was in the left lane on the highway i veered like i fell asleep and veered off into the grass my car started shaking then i slammed into the, the crash the guardrail or whatever shit and then willie and i woke up wow <laughs> and you were all good good, good morning yeah yeah was everything the car was totaled no, so it was my dad's car. Thank- thankfully, it was my dad's car. First 200 I... bucks on a toy, then you crash the car coming from a toy <laughs> thing. What the hell? Yeah, First thankfully. <laughs> dude, I, st- I still have my car. From my like, it's the car I drive still. So oh, damn. That wasn't that, you know. Um, but we just like tore up the whole side of the car. I was still mm. drivable. So we got a hotel and slept. Oh, okay, it wasn't what a straight on slam. You kind of no, like, like, rode the side. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, it was like the best scenario yeah but it's, yeah, it was scary because i was driving a 15 year old and like his dad like is an amazing guy and we had like called him like calling my dad i was like oh, i'm sorry bro i'm okay you know my dad was obviously uh. dad and like just worried making sure i was safe but like 
yeah, hurting yeah. little Willie P. How mm, could someone else do yeah, yeah. involved? Hurting oh. little Willie. So yeah, like the universe would there, never allow it. Yeah, don't drive tired. That shit's mad dangerous. Actually, it though, is. Yeah. It is. It's yeah, yeah. So I dangerous. remember I've seen some sort of like a uh, study where it is actually worse than drunk driving. Yeah, I I feel that way. Like I have friends from architecture school that would stay up all night working for the final presentation, drive home in the morning to get ready for the presentation, crash. Someone crashed their car and someone crashed their motorcycle oh, on the way home, and then still recovered, made it back in time to present the project. Like it's it was gnarly. Not so something you want to do. Get your no. sleep. Get, get, yeah, get that sleep. Pull yeah, you over. Need to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sleep if you're feeling tired, everyone. Yeah, safety uh, first. Straight up. So we're talking about, you know, going to old events and stuff and seeing what the old times were like. Uh, I noticed that you were around, of course, Battle Seattle. There was a filming. Ballard was there filming for Count Me In? Yeah, the first one. Where We Are? Probably the first one. Oh, wait, no, no. Where We Are had... Where We Are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's the the clip of everyone hanging out on those stairs, those like big, not normal Mm. stairs, like where you can sit down. Big step things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Willie P. Sweets is in there. Christian, were you in that shot? I wasn't in the shot, but I was like filming off to the side. Because if you watch my edit nine, I mean, Willie and Sweets filmed on those same stairs. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Were you like going... To take a piss and you, you they, no, they, they there, was a the lot, there was a lot of us there, you know. It wasn't like just like oh, okay, nine, okay. the camera guy that me off in the corner, like, I gotta get my trip. <laughs> Weird, I don't know. We we're just hanging out and they were just doing their thing. Gotcha, gotcha. How did that How? feel at, at that time? Like, because you had no idea what that would gonna, that's gonna become. Again, yeah, no, I'm, dude, Battle of Seattle 2012 was, I think, another like really iconic event. Like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, that's when the Gallagher's first showed up. Um, that's when like like Rasta sour mashes were starting to become a thing, mm. and just that whole group of people like the, with the Roots tour and like, you know, the WKT guys, and like Sweets, we were starting to make some cool stuff. Like there was just like this like storm brewing. Tell you know, like I met Max Norcross first time that weekend. I met Chaz that weekend. Mm. Like Gus Carson's, um, oh. like it was that was the first like big canal event in a way where it wasn't like Dama Fest where it was kind of like this event. Battle of Seattle was like this like massive jam in a way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like everyone just coming together and getting to experience kind of whatever Kandama was then. Yeah. Connecting to these people that you've seen online. Yeah. And even just like, you know, back then I still like will fanboy a little bit over like, you know, like when I see Zach York, you know, you just like, you get a little warm and fuzzy inside. You know? Yeah. Just like, yeah. Like that, that feeling never dies from like that. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And those things were, were, totally different all of those events back in the day uh, before we were recording we, we kind of touched upon it uh example like 2014 first kingdom world cup that was i'm not sure for for you guys i'm sure it was a big thing but me living in japan being i don't know how many years into playing kendama already because i'm bad with math i started to, to like 2008 and it was when the community was finally like connecting with the overseas community, right? Glowkin was huge. We got Mugen Musos. The Kendama USA came over with some of the Kramis. Sweets. I think it was just Sweets at the time. Not many players were coming. Um, and this was before. So before Kendama World Cup. 
talking yeah. about like different events, like smaller ones that people were coming over. So there was connections there. And I went out to Kingdom World Cup 2014, the first one ever down in Hiroshima, Hatsukaichi. And that was the first time I met pretty much everyone, all all, all of the, the players from overseas, from Europe, from different Asian countries, from North America as well. And it was like, but it was, it was, you can't describe the energy of that event because yeah, I feel like special. it was the very first time that people from around the fucking world, everyone, got together for this ball cup. And that's what, even though like all of the events right now, everyone's working their hardest making amazing events for the community now but it's so big it's so grand which is amazing but at the very beginning when it's this tiny little ember and and the energy comes together for that first one mm. it just makes it stand out to be like like a, a, a something to be written in the fucking bible <laughs> of kendama <laughs> Dude, it was amazing. Like, it's just, especially like after so many of us, like Rod, you'd been before, like once or twice at least. Mm-hmm. How how did you feel? Like, what was your first World Cup experience like compared to like the Glow King Cup and the things before that? It it was it was different. It was like it was the evolution. You know, um, it was the same format as the Glow King Cup, which was the year before that in 2013, right. and kind of what well, and that was the first time they had used that format was at the glow can cup so um t- but like i met tomotsu in 2012 at the wko that fujiwara isei cup that i was talking about um right. and he had just left the jka and he was there with a little binder that said global kendama's network on it and he was super clean <laughs> cut barely spoke any english you know and it's just like i am tomotsu kubota desu like fucking global kendama network and then like he was talking about wanting to do something like a world cup but like outside of the jka and like involving people around the world and then bringing that energy into like the Glowken cup and having a bunch of us from like you know the chromies were there from denmark there was a bunch of us from canada from america and all in japan to compete for kendama and that turned out to be what the world cup was so it was like just this evolution with those three years where I was there 12, 13 and 14 and every year was just like a bigger step into like larger, like you're saying, like more grandiose, like just this, right. The, everything was growing like hugely, you know, and you could just see it. And, and it's crazy how much it grew. And even if you look back, the 2014 cup was like, so like kind of like unorganized and like kind of <laughs> just like sporadic throughout the competition and stuff. But it was yeah. still just like, we were there, just like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened. Because when I saw the, like the Kusa Japan 2012 edit, it made Japan real to me. Because I'd seen, I'd met Colin, met all these people, and then all of a sudden they're in Japan. <laughs> and you're like, I know that guy. He's doing the thing I like to do in the place I want to go. <laughs> so then we, when we all got to get there in 2014, it's just like, I think it just changes your life kind of like instant. You just <laughs> see the world differently. You get to like just experience something totally brand new and just cannot. Mm-hmm. The first World Cup was special. Absolutely. And I would say that that's like what traveling does in general, you know, yeah. just like getting out and seeing another culture and being put in like out of your comfort zone. You don't really understand the little idiosyncrasies and whatever. And you're just kind of like, huh. Other Dude, people... I took my, 
you know? <laughs> yeah, I took my fiance to Col- Lily. I love We went to <laughs> Col- Columbia, South America early this year. That was her first nice. time out of, out of the country. Oh, shit. So I was like watching it all through her racks. And she mm. was just like, what is going on? <laughs> this is crazy. I need to learn how to speak Spanish. Right. <laughs> this is a lot. And it's like, I was like, no, it's all good. Just go with it. Go with it. But you yeah. forget how like how hard it can be. But uh-huh. we were just, yeah. that's why Kendama was so great. Wherever we went. Totally. We and that's what I was going to just... say. That Kendama is just this, such a, a key that opens these doors so easily, you know? And it's like, it gives people Especially incentive. in Japan. Yeah, especially yeah. in Japan. Especially in Japan. Like, it's embarrassing yeah. how many times I've been to Japan and still know like zero Japanese. Because <laughs> <laughs> like we, I didn't need to because I was always with like Koda or even the last time I was there, I was with like Nick, Nick Gallagher. He's uh, Japanese, is really good. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Whoops. So the, the situation that you you found yourself in that environment keeps you pretty much from you know pushing to try to learn and, and do stuff you're always you're so busy all the kingdom world cups you know if you're on that bus program and it's yep. so much stuff it's a tour package mm-hmm. you're in and out pretty much um so i could see how that how that could happen but it was it, it was amazing so how did you feel flying first time to japan not only to japan but kingdom world cup i think i mean it's it felt unreal obviously like it just I was, how old was I? I was 22, you know, so I was still in college, but like, it was obviously crazy. It was obviously new. Like my parents were like, what the hell? This is amazing. Like, how are you doing all this? But like, I guess in retrospect, when you think about it, like, cause every year, like 2011, I went to like some state 2012 battle in Seattle. That was like, I'd never been to Seattle. It's across the country for me. 2013, I go to France and Amsterdam. So like the next year it just felt like the necessary step in Kendama. So it's kind of like, like, yeah, we have to go to Japan. We have to be there. We have to do this. And you go, it's just like, boom, like manifest destiny. You made every, all your dreams come true. Yeah. And so it was just like, just, it just felt so good. Um, especially being there with Sweets and the whole Sweets team and like kind of growing together and getting to that point. Cause it's like, you know, what? Sweets was once selling marbles on a table at Dama Fest and then we were as a team in japan and then so on and so forth right right you also right. released the the 2014 mods at that time massive massive uh team yes massive pro team at that yeah we i mean six, if you look at it now act. as well yeah 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 Sweets dude, is still has a massive monopoly over the kentama players yeah because I mean, then we answered players six pros and two legends because that's when we got roy shinjek yep. reven reven off the team mm-hmm. yeah um huge they were they were never really sponsored. Like Alex, they were sponsored by Sunrise a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey was sponsored by Kendama CN, like KCN. Yeah, battle. Yeah, dude. Oh uh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about how important the roster battle is. Oh, you know, mm. one of my like, favorite but, Kendamas of all time. You're talking about your like White Mugen roster yeah. battle is mine. It's like, dude, it was one of the first striped Kendamas, mm-hmm. the first Rasta, obviously, and mm-hmm. you know that led to like Mash doing his Rasta and. All the other iterations and like the paint was actually pretty good. Shape Dude. was really nice and unique. Mm-hmm. Battles were where it was at. I still have, I think, four or five of that Rasta battle. Hell yeah! I mean, it's it's the best. But so we got Alex and Jeffrey on the Legend team, and we have the Sweet team. And those pro models, all the solid ones with the sparkly colors. Yep, yep. They they popped off because pro that, clear. Yeah, that's Satin the string. Year. Yep, that's For... the year that Kanabra was really popular in Hawaii. I think that's the year like the Sweets team went to Hawaii and like Max and Sweets went like five or six other times. 
But it turns out Proclear and like insanely humid weather, like Hawaii yeah. and Japan, it yeah, so it was goo. sticky. Yes. Like yes. we were surprised, we were surprised like in Minnesota and Atlanta, you know, it's humid, but not like that. So we we're like, oh yeah, it's pretty sticky. They're nice. I can do like a double winter. Yeah. But over there you could, when you would stick it to the, the eclipse yes, flip. Yeah. All, you know, yep, it was crazy. Yep. Yeah. I got, I hold on to those. I think I had all one of each of those still new, all the pros. Nice. Yeah. Cause I yeah. was like, I was like obsessed with like collecting sweets back then too, like trying to document the history. Mm. But if I did that now, no way. <laughs> The sweets even do that now? Does he still have one of everyone? <laughs> I, I think he does because he went long enough without well, he, doing he it. He has to he got, now, yeah. Yeah, and he got really bummed. Like, I know, like, there's some, like, secret stashes. Like, Matt Olson has, like, some of the old older stuff that like, sweets doesn't even have still. Uh, yeah. Nice. There, yeah, there's just so much. There's so much. And, yeah, you guys came with the jerseys and stuff. The team was huge. <laughs> <It> was so... <laughs> And you can it, watch you can watch the edits from that year and always find a sweet flare because we were just glowing and oh, yeah. green. In the green. Yeah. Dude, yeah, with that bright sun, the bright sun just like boom. Oh. So not only was it an amazing event because it was the first one, everyone could meet each other and stuff and see who figure out who was gonna be the best crowned king. But you came out with a huge W Christian. Freestyle. First yes. freestyle. Mm-hmm styled uh, uh i guess competition that happened in japan well not for outside of jka of course um that was done i felt almost like on the spot i'm not sure yes. of how much they really talked about it it came up almost it like was a just, cipher it was kind of like cipher. all right yeah let me tell you my perspective because it literally came out of nowhere so this is day two of the world cup um <laughs> i did not make the finals um so me and max and i didn't make the finals because max and i were really like practicing together and really just setting all these goals and we didn't make it we were both a little disappointed whatever so we just started drinking that day as you do day <laughs> two of the world cup <laughs> um, could, and so you could. know just drinking hanging out playing Kandama, like we're always doing watching all the competitors and then at some point i have a line forms, and we're like oh i guess there's like a freestyle thing on the stage and so we're just drinking hanging out <laughs> i thought we were i thought there was like an intermission and we we're just killing time you know so we all go one by one i get up there and I can just describe the story now because I said it right at, right when I got off stage to, I don't know, Rod, it might have been you. I swear, like, I talked to you around this time. Yeah. But I got off stage and the crowd had cheered a lot and someone was, it might have been you, were like, yeah, what what you do up there? And I said, well, I threw a lightning drop and then kind of blacked out for a minute. And then there was a trade <laughs> spike at the end. <laughs> and that was it. Because that's like kind of the tricks I did back. Um, and we only had 30 seconds each on that stage, yeah, that's too. that's true. And I think I did a 30-second spacewalk line and just kind of nailed it. Got the swap spike at the end. Hell and yeah. Then so go off stage, hung out more, drank more. And then like 20, 30 minutes later, I, I hear my name being called. I won. And I didn't know what I had won because I didn't know there was anything to win. <laughs> I thought, I thought, so we awesome. just, I thought we were just killing time. And then right, right. Because to put, to put into content, everyone, uh, it, that... <laughs> At that time, like especially if you were a sponsored player coming from overseas, there were a few situations or a few times where, like on the stage, there'd be like announcements to be like, okay, kind of like introduction of team members and stuff, and there was a little like, oh, hey, show off, do some tricks. Oh, it's still that yeah, happened yeah. every once in a while. We did too. We did that still the whole trip too. Like, yeah, the whole yeah, world, yeah. First World Cup, yeah. we went from spot to spot to spot, like t- performing team by team. So yes. it was just like built into the weekend. Yeah, yes, we're just, totally. yes. And yeah. I remember if you're that, going to an event, you know you're going to have to at some point like perform. 
Yes. Yeah, because we got to perform on the sacred stage that year too. So we were just like, well, that was all another thing. Yeah. That, that's the whole thing. Oh. That was, yes, yes, the sacred stage. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which no player will ever step on again. Yeah, I think that was the next Never. year 2015, actually. But yeah, it's the. Uh, just and so, so that all of you nerds know why we're shuddering and shit, we have to tell you now. <laughs> yes, it was, World it was Cup, a thing. Atsukaichi, there mm-hmm. is a very famous shrine that is out there, Miyajima Island. Uh, and it is like probably World Heritage, I think World Heritage now. It is. Um, so very important monument for Japan, especially for the people living in, in Hiroshima. And there was a connection because of how close Hatsukaichi actually is with Miyajima Island. They're like, okay, yeah, there's an event happening. Kendama, I don't know who made the, you know, probably Tomotsu. It was for sure nice Tomotsu, talk, yeah. Clean cut, nice talk, Tomotsu. <laughs> <laughs> Got the connection happening to where, okay, and we're all going to get blessed before the event. I was not there. At, it was, I it was. was the day before. Yeah, you guys were there dressed up in your nice button up, button up guys. You button had up to have shirt. A button. Yeah. I had to have a button collar, button up shirt. I didn't have Me- one, so I, I wore Tomatsu. I borrowed one as well. Wait, Tomotsu gave you a shirt. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he had some extra shirts. Yeah, nice. He was prepped. Me, actually, I did have one because the first couple dry, of years, uh, Zawa never trusted me to bring one, me or Eric. So he fucking made <laughs> ones for us. I still have it. Mine has an R on the back, and Eric had an E on the back. That's and awesome. all three of us had matching it outfits. Keeps track great. Of, like your kids <laughs> with your names <laughs> on it. Me and the Sulab crew were driving at that time because that was yeah Friday and Saturday Sunday was the event. So not only were the Kendama players uh, blessed before going on stage or for the next day for the whole event for the World Cup, there was a performance section. Mm-hmm. And you were able to go onto this sacred stage. There's video of it. Which normally nobody's allowed to touch or, or step foot on. It's like yeah. it's like the God's That's why area. It's sacred, yeah, like yeah. actual sacred, not we're it not was talking a very, like, very special thing that we were even allowed near it, never mind yeah. on it. Like, it's and, yes. very serious, you know? Yeah, like and beforehand, they had given us a talking to about how serious it was and how, how this was a big deal and, and that we had to be gentle and please no throwing tricks, no... No throwing tricks. We cannot drop... No spacewalks. We, yeah, we no spacewalks and we and cannot that was drop a kendama. that time? That was the jam. It's like, yeah, for me, what's, what's, what is my kendama performance going to be like without a spacewalk? around the world especially back then <laughs> hey dude i had to look myself in the mirror that day and say christian do you know any other tricks yeah, right <laughs> i should have done that but i didn't <laughs> so well, there well, was that time yeah you were yeah, able to and there was go on stage that have a performance uh, a lot of us couldn't control our spacewalking urges you know the, the gravity felt a little light on that stage so there was some <laughs> space being walked on and and uh Someone didn't land it and uh, dropped the kendama and hit the stage, and it was not good. Yeah, was there, was there more than one? I think one there drop? was. I think there was more than one. Yeah. So I remember the, the drop I remember happened. The first one. Yeah, I remember when the, the drop first happened because I wasn't there, guys. You it, gotta, was, you gotta it was. It was like dead. It was like. Yeah. It, there was a there was a stop in time. I believe there was a rip within the space time continuum where yeah. the. The Japanese gods considering axing all of us, I think, and just cutting Kendama yeah. out of the universe altogether. You know, the whole place was just and about to. For some reason, they out. felt graceful enough to give us a second chance. Not at the Did stage, they let but you just continue? that light. Yeah, we, every, yeah, we to, yeah. Every, every Kendama team went up there. Kendama, you say went up there. Sweets went up there. Kendama went up yeah. there. Carl went up there. Yeah, um, I did do a spacewalk, 
but I landed. I so. think I did too. I think I did one moon circle. You yeah. cheeky bastards. I want to watch like, that video actually because the Zuma Donkey performance was sick and they were doing yeah. the swingy shit, but not like off They were hand. letting they go of it. They they had, had, yeah, yeah, they yeah. had strings, right? Yes. They yeah. were doing like the helicopter pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And I remember the Tama. Keith and Dave were on the side just they're like assistants. Yeah, and I remember that. They they catch it. Yes, yes, right. That's right. Yes. If oh, I forgot about it. that. Yeah, that's yeah. how sacred it was. They needed ball boys. Yeah. Just... Slash cam boys. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's footage that like I know the Switch 2014 Japan edge there. I'm sure they cannot say it's there. Go check it out because it's like you'll see it. It's a stage and we're all up there. We all do little tricks and, and have these little moments. Like everyone's trying so to compose nervous. himself. Yeah. As yeah. much as possible. And in retrospect, you kind of like look back you're like, why? You know, why was that necessary? It was like Kind of just a really bad idea. Well, yeah. <laughs> Tamotsu had faith. I thought it was a good idea. We just, we, we got, we, we're animals. We can't be stopped. You can't yeah. just let us. I think, yeah. And, it just and we were let all us like under God's territory like that. <laughs> and expect we're also, a, <laughs> we're all 10 years younger than we are now. Too. Exactly. So right. we just did. First time in Japan for a World Cup, this yeah. thing uh-huh. that you, you know, you, you've been like, Goo Goo Gaga over for however many years is now like turned into this this a stage rocket for you. ship of yeah, well, of energy. I feel like we didn't know how lucky we were to be no. doing all that stuff. Like I look back now, like there's a quote from like the office where like dude says, like, you wish you knew like the the good years or whatever before they're already gone. Some dumb shit like that. But go. like, yeah, we just didn't know because those were just no like, way. The coolest things like all like the, the opportunities we got to have during those years traveling every summer oh, doing dude. this and that this and that was just unbelievable it's huge yeah and now it's like we do what we can it's like you know when we can it's mm. like life all those things yeah yep yep there's a certain window that you have and take those opportunities when you can and you guys that's definitely true. did and that's what really again made that that yeah, first thing shots of, yeah, yeah uh, of uh, Ken Dama in those early years, like really, really like leave its mark. And we all did it together. You know, most everyone on that first World Cup had never did it before besides like Swedes, Jake, Rod, like yep. Eric, like, ev- like a handful, but most people were just wide-eyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even like the first time it's over, the second time is even better in a way because you kind of like are a little more comfortable and you get to start doing more things and like trying more of the things you didn't do the last time. Mm-hmm. This is the best. Go to Japan, everyone. This is a BSA. Oh. Save your money. Pick a World Cup. Pick a cash and flow. Bring Dude. your friends. Just go. It'll change it. your life. Go have Seriously. some fun. If you have the extra time, extra cash, I definitely advise to stay longer or go early mm. as well to see Always. what it's like. Because like we were mentioning before, once you're in the World Cup, it is amazing, but it also goes by so quickly and you're kind of stuck into the Kendama world bubble, which mm-hmm. is cool. Planet Kendama. Planet Japan is separate <laughs> from Planet Kendama Japan as well. Mm. And like you bring your friends to like Linden one year. Uh, one of his good friends, I forget his name, unfortunately. Um, but he like wasn't a really Kendama player. He played it a little bit, but he was not a Kendama player. Hey, was the Linden. He's like, well, you're going to Japan. If I go, I'll just get to do all cool shit. You get oh, to dude, do. Oh, dude, I remember that dude. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck was his name? He rapped at the fucking at the pre the street party. Uh, Oh, oh we had I that we that. had that rap cipher going on the stage for a bit and he was he was sick with it. He was into it. What's awesome. Oh, was it Brad? Is it Brad? I don't, I don't know. Crazy. I feel 
I don't want to start bad. throwing names out there. <laughs> Lyndon's friend. Yeah. Sorry, bud. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so uh, amazing. Go to go to Japan. Do you have any dude. any stories you would like to unearth of of that first Japan? Of like you know, but the first Japan was that the year of the channel? How was? Yeah, uh, no, Ooh. channel was twenty fifteen. Oh, oh my god, Max Max oh, told that god. story. Oh, right? He did yeah, tell the story, yeah, he but did. he didn't tell. You know, he told it from his side. Yeah, you. Was with, we're no. sitting next to him, was it? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I'll just we we channeled like both the first two years of Japan because it was fun. The first time for sure, 2014, because we were just uh-huh. so excited to be there. Uh-huh. The second time, I think some people were like, bowing out, like, bad idea. Yeah. Um, but we gotta explain us- really quick what a channel is, though, <laughs> for the nerds <laughs> listening, because a channel basically we're on the tour bus driving for five hours plus to Hiroshima from Osaka. Long drive. We all went to the convenience store and bought the tall cans of strong. Chew high as you do, just because you go to get fucking Strong. drunk. Nine percent alcohol. Nine percent alcohol tastes like juice. It's dangerous yeah, as yeah. shit. It's a cocktail. Uh huh. And uh, the channel was you go through the channel and you, you oh go, boy, you go through the tunnel and you chug the whole time when you're in the tunnel. And there's a there's lot of mountains, tunnels. a lot of tunnels, a lot of tunnels, a lot of. Some of them are pretty big. big. All right, everyone. There's uh, big I think cans, like something like seventy percent of uh, of Japan is mountainous region, volcanic uh-huh. region. So. Uh-huh. There's, a lot of it's, tunnels. It's a gnarly, gnarly game. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, so on the way back to Osaka in 2015, Max and I sat together. And Max and Willie actually mm-hmm. were like, you know, ready <laughs> to rock. Like, there's a certain vibe going down there when you're really excited. And, like, drinking is, like, fun to get the vibe going. Going back's a little different because most of the people are just tired. Kind of yeah. trying to rest for whatever's Sweaty, next. gross, yeah. Yeah, and that's, like, cool. But. Um, I was doing it for a little bit. Like I was like ready to roll, hanging out with Max. You have to, you know, Max just gives yeah. off that that was party energy. <laughs> um, so I was with it for a while, but then I just gave up quickly because you just had a certain point. Sometimes you like the drinks don't hit like you want them, so you get tired, go to sleep. Uh, but Max and Willie kept going, and despite you know, everybody else's wishes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Demands. Max just kept drinking and kept drinking. Then I think we stopped at like one of the pit stops or whatever, and he got like more drinks and comes back. Um, him and Willie. And all I know is at a certain point, I turn over and I see Max's dick because he's peeing in a bottle because he just had to because there there was no we were stopping. <laughs> he had to pee in a bottle, and at that point, I said, "Oh, this might be a problem." <laughs> And then I, I think Max told the story in a similar way. It's like at that point, that's when he like was drunk and put the bottle cap on the bottle and like threw the bottle towards the back of the bus. And, you know, you don't throw a bottle of warm piss at your friends. Oh my gosh. At least he put the lid on. Yes. Thank God. Could have been worse. Um, and then, you know, like quickly that just led to, um, I have photos on my phone of this because I was like sitting next to Max, like head in a bag, just like puking his brains out. <laughs> you know, my it, favorite it, photo is of Willie P. Sorry to interject, but when he's passed out and someone put the Zawa glasses on him and he's sitting yeah. straight up, dude, with the Zawa <laughs> glasses on and there's a, a kandala in his hand balanced in a lunar. I was trying <laughs> to find it because I have, I have it somewhere on my phone. Uh, that was, that was, was a good one. Yeah, the channels. So, yeah. What did the, the Arsenal World Cup were legendary were some of those bus rides, you know, because you were just so excited and the energy mm. was crazy. And uh, I guess that's not a thing anymore, right? 
There's no tour bus. This year there will not be one. Gotcha. Oh, okay. The, from what I've heard, yeah. You got to find your own way there. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or ride with the Glowcan homies. The Zawa yes. bus is probably still going. Woof. <laughs> Careful there. Oh, uh, uh-huh. dude. That, that's <laughs> ama- amazing. Amazing stories. Let's stick within that era and go to another place that is still very, you know, far west of the U.S. In between, sandwiched with Japan, Hawaii. You were there yes. for Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yes. One the, of the amazing... Was, one of the events, yeah. One of the events, but still, it was... To tell everyone, what was it like going to Hawaii at that time when it was popping off? Yeah, Hawaii was like, you know, the next, like, Georgia blew up, then it was like California, like Sacramento, San Francisco, wherever it was, and Hawaii was the next big one. And, like, the suites videos don't do it justice because the event we hosted was really big, but, like, to get the scope of what happened, either you have to watch the Kanabi USA videos from that time. Like, yeah. the Hawaii, like, they shut like, down malls. With like, Jake and Dave walking around. Yeah, in that mall. I remember that one. Doing yeah, the, like the a, signing for hours. Like a, a thousand kids, you know, like literally a thousand kids playing Kanawa. So when we were there, you know, we had a lot of fun. We filmed it like a, like a video and hosted it a competition. Like Bryson Lee won that whole thing, of course, because he was winning every competition mm-hmm. in Hawaii. But like just being in Hawaii, that was, it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like when we kind of built up to Japan, because Hawaii was that same year. Yes, it was that same year. It was that same summer. Um, so it was just like this like progression towards this like ultimate Japanese like going to Japan goal. But it was insane. You know, like the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful places in the world with your teammates playing Kandaba, filming a video. Like the Chrome guys were there. Um, mm-hmm. That's like, it was still up. Torquille and Matias were all three there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we just got to vibe and play Kandaba in like the most beautiful place. Like, it's it's just hard to describe because you just have to like be in that moment and it's hard to remember it. It's like besides watching the videos, you know, it was just beautiful. It's uh it just makes you appreciate Kanama so much. As mm. silly as it all is, like got to go to Hawaii and do that. You know? <laughs> was it's that cool. was that when you met Johnny Crest? No, I don't think Johnny I don't think Johnny started. Maybe he did. I, I don't know. But I had not met Johnny till MKO 2014. So maybe Johnny mm. was a part of that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Matt, I bet Sweets and Max and then like at all the events they went to in Hawaii. Yeah. They did a bunch of them. So I met Johnny and his mom at MKO 2014. He was like uh, 11, 10. He's like 19 now. So that was like, yeah. Yeah. He was like 10 years old. <laughs> and now Damn. he's a Sweets pro. Yeah. Nobody's pro model, guys. Hell yeah. John, Johnny's, <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. Speaking of Ridiculous. people who are good at fast hands. Holy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The stunt planes and stuff. Mm. Just, and I love that like Johnny's, you can watch Johnny's style like progress over all the years, like from like the kid's style to like yeah. kind of the teenager version to now is like, his style is like kind of like kind of been perfected in a way, you know, it's mm-hmm. not, it's like jagged anymore. It's like smooth and fast and Dude. just like gets to the point. Yeah. Really, really so quickly. fast. God. That's what you, that's what happens living with Zach Gallagher, you know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just doing push-ups and playing kendam. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all seems to be uh, producing results. Yeah, dude. yeah. Zach's <laughs> like doing like fitness programs now. Mm-hmm. Jack, oh, I love those guys. I miss them so much. Yeah, <laughs> I, love I just love my teammates, man. Sweets kendam just makes me so happy. Yeah. How can you not? They're all beautiful. It's it's yeah. It's a massive team, and again, it's really cool to see like all of. 
those people who have been in it for such a long time and still in it uh and to see them grow like like johnny's like a really mm -hmm. great example because i was gonna say he's yeah, johnny's been, awesome like like under the radar of the public like a part of the suites team yes for a long time and i forgot when it was i think it was it was like a, a kwc like after party or something when people were in tokyo and the gallagher's were like I don't know. There was some like I forgot where the hell it was, but it was like yay, like sweets, like cheers, like like a sweets team kind of thing, like vibe. And people were like, "Well, what about Johnny?" And then like the Gal one of the Gallagher's was like, "But he was a fucking part of it too, you know." <laughs> <laughs> and then like like sweets is just like, "Well, okay, like yeah." And and it's it is really cool to see him like yeah, just be a part of it, be so serious, and how mm -hmm. he just didn't stop. Yeah, and, and that's, that's where you see lead them to being pro. That's what's cool about um, just any Konami team. I mean, Sweets especially because we have like had people come be a part of the team and grow and like do whatever they're going to do. Like myself included, you know, I've grown up on Sweets Konamas. I've been yeah. with Sweets Konamas for thirteen years. Like I'm a different guy than I was then than I am now. All like kind of thanks to Matt and you know everyone else at Sweets Konamas, but doing just kind of following Matt's dream. And that's what's cool about we just like sponsored new players all the time. You guys were sponsored, yeah. Like they have that opportunity too, and like Kanaba is just so cool where you really have the opportunity to. You can embrace it as much as you want, as much or as little. You know, like people like us, like us, were obviously embraced it as much as we can and trying to make the most out of it. It's so cool to watch people just grow and change and mature and like create great things and do all these amazing things because of Kanaba. All of us included, you know, we're doing this. You know, we all just used to drink beer and play Konami again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's grown. It's wild. Yeah, the growth is something that's just, it's undeniable. You know, like, and just to watch it, like you're saying, look back at the old stuff and compare it to the current stuff is like we're talking about with like, the World Cup and all that, man. And we're watching all like, because Konami players were just like, Konami players, we'd hang out at events, but now we're all like, friends and we're, going to each other's weddings and watching our babies mm -hmm. be more. Yeah. Like, I, so my wedding is in uh, like four months um, to my lovely fiance. Like, yeah, Ooh. Again. Oh, damn. Um, but like on our invite spreadsheet list, I have my family in one column, my friends in another column, that like a Kandaba Fritz column <laughs> of like all the Kandaba players invited to my wedding because it's like gotten to that level where we are family, you know? I guess yeah. I'm wearing this not on purpose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's it's truthful. Absolutely. Kendama's family. So not only does Kendama like really help everyone grow into their difference, you know, hand eye coordination, you know, overcoming difficulties, keeping keep the grind going, but there's also a lot of growth personal. Uh there's a lot of growth technical as well. We're looking at Kendamas and the shapes. Christian, you made the legend mod, which was, if I'm incorrect, a boost. Yeah, it was the Which boost. Which like, became the boost. Yeah, I did have a name line of Sweets Kendamas. Which at that time, Sweets was on the up, and it was like this is something that was that was different. It stood out from the Slay Dog, which people were you know all jazzed about. But it was a, a different style because we got Kush on there and stuff. Tell us about the birthing of that. Yeah, so I'll. I mean, this is like the decade story, I guess. I'll like rewind it back to the beginning of where all that came from because you know ultimately the batch one decade mod they released at no, batch zero yeah batch zero they released mm -hmm. nako 2018 um 
that was like the first boost didn't have a name yet but the first boost officially came out like a few months later um but the whole idea started um max and i were on the phone maybe like two years before that like whenever max and i talk we just like talking 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 it goes on forever in one of our conversations remember that time i saw your dick yeah <laughs> I mean, did I say sorry? sorry? Yeah. Hey, it wasn't the first time. I hope it's not the last time. That's true. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just saying. I hope Max and I can be in an onsen. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Right. I made the connection. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, but we just had a conversation. We were talking about pro models. Like what's next? Because the, like the 2018, the 2017 ones have been out. So this probably was 2017. Yeah. Talking about like, well, yeah, what do we do next? And I was like, yeah, I think like next year's my, I've been playing Kandama for 10 years. He's like, that's insane. Make a Kandama. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of it. So, whoa. Yeah. I went to Paulson, Matt Paulson, one of the um, um, co-owners of Swiss Kandamas mm-hmm. at MKO 2017, a year before release. And I just like, me and him were pretty tight and like, uh, we've been good friends for a while and make, do designs together and talk about design stuff. And I went to him and said, Hey, I'm releasing a pro model one year. Like, let's get started. And that was kind of the conversation. And then this is when we all had primes. So this like prime shape was the thing we had. And it was going to be time for a new shape, blah, 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 blah. So like, Hey, okay. let's make this Kandava that new shape, whatever it's going to be. Okay. So for, for a year, we designed the boost and like the decade mod and the, what it was going to be with the wood plies and the paint and all that cool stuff. So the boost was just cool. Um, it was the one of the first, like I think, mass-produced canadas with a base cup hole. Like GTs did them a little bit. Um, There's probably a couple other. I'm probably getting that wrong, but it was like, in my opinion, the first like, really cool base cup hole because it was like rounded and like yeah, had yeah, a yeah. nice cone shape mm. to it. And it really felt like I don't know, just felt different, I guess. And it was. Mm-hmm. It was a really good shape. Even now, it's like we all have amps, and sometimes I'll pick up a boost, and like the boost still just like hits really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it um, is good. Yeah, the decade mod likes in the boost stuff. The funny thing about that Kandama is we, I designed w- with Paulson the wood ply, like you know, it's like a maple spike, the Serrata's maple, Wenge beach, and the Tama's beach cherry, Wenge cherry, walnut. That part was designed in like a day because we kind of thought about the weights and how everything would figure out and balance and that was kind of easy was there testing for that yeah dude i have a lot of old samples like the original version um this is just a kendama but um like instead of a wenge stripe it had like 30 percent wenge on the bottom the top 70 was that version oh beach and version all kind of different variations so we tested a lot of stuff same we with try. the Tama? Because I always thought that was like a really interesting thing, how you almost connected like the Wang, Wenge, Wenge. I don't know. This is I say Wenge, yeah. Right. Wenge. You know, I, I've always said Wenge. I've heard it the called Wenge a the lot. Wedgie. The Wedgie? The Wedgie wood? Feel, I, I'm feeling Smith says it right. Smith probably says it right. Right? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Most probably. <laughs> So um, yeah, how you say that? Like it's like a coin flipping, right? Uh, it should help with the rotation yeah. of the tama. And it, it was inspired by the walnut stripe. Like Paulson mm-hmm. had this walnut yeah. stripe kind of prototype from China, and the walnut stripe, you know, there's less weight in the middle, more weight on top and bottom. So it's just inverse idea. But if anyone remembers, like a walnut stripe, something about those like flipped better, and earth turned better, and just felt better. And so they we always nice. figured there was something to that. 
Right. Um, so then we just thought, you know, the heavy stripe in the middle, get rid of everything else and put beach on the bottom. Um, and that was kind of it. And then I spent like way too long figuring out how to paint it because I just didn't know. Like there were wine versions of it. We mocked up versions with like a bunch of artwork on it, uh, versions with like, you know, the Enso ring, like the Japanese like single stroke. It's like the glow kit. Right, okay. Right, okay. There's a version that kind of had that on it. Um, and none of them just kind of like worked. You know, when designing a Kanama and like design yeah. in general, sometimes you just know like, when something works, you're like, yep, that's uh-huh. it. That's uh-huh. it. Done. Um, and I had woken up one day and in my room at the time, I had a tall shelf with all my Negans on it, like the JK ones and the Musos. And one of my favorite Musos is the Whiskey Musso, yeah. right? And I never played it because it was too pretty. I didn't want to. <laughs> so I wake up and look at that and say, huh, I always wanted to play this Kandala. Why don't I just make it and then play it, you know? So yeah. then just, you know, made the thing whiskey and put the bottle tracking thing on it. And I was kind of it. And it just somehow culminated because Cooper came to Atlanta. We filmed the edit. We did it in like three or four days. And that was just a lot of fun. Did like some pretty like good tricks. Felt really satisfied. Then releasing it at NKO, turning legend. Because we figured like, you know, 10 years, like not many people had done that at that point. Um, so like, just make it a thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. It just like, I guess it went well. Because that Kandama just like got like really sought after for a couple of years. And it was, it was cool. It was something very like unexpected, you know. Like Paulson and I were just trying to make a good Kandama. I, I guess yeah. that's what it means to like make a good product, right? Sure. Yeah, you don't, th- you don't think about it too much. You just make something cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like it, it it hit differently because it wasn't only just hey, here's this new shape. It was the legend mod. And I feel was it the first within well, the Kendama so- community to make like hey, it's my ten years. Here's an anniversary was- style Kendama. Decade, yeah, right. Yeah, it was yeah. the first version of that. But like the 2014 Pro models, Jeffrey and um. Alex, their cannabis were legend cannabis. They were yeah. oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. true. But they were still just like another solid color. True. Um, I think the decade mod, like the first one, it was one of the most, one of the first like most customized pro models in a way. I think With the that's, wood. Yeah, yeah. I think that's in that and the new shape made in just China kind of, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to disrespect no, no. Kanaba and no, the no, beautiful. No, no. <laughs> I think it was just like a bunch of things at once and it, it seemed to work and it was cool I was, ha- yeah. I was happy with how it all turned out yeah I'm, and then I think that we're releasing that Kanama again on the amp shape in a couple of months I think oh cool so, oh yes dude you have so many very there's 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 different batches from zero one two then then you have like the second version <laughs> where you went all caffeinated then you got <laughs> the the blue the blue oyster cult one, and then you got the the synth wave going back to you know, Saved by the Bell vibes. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a good reference. Yeah, I just like I have a hankering to make kendamas and design kendamas. There's a lot I've like designed and just never made. It's all about like finding the ones you think are like the right idea. I guess mm-hmm. I'm just like happy sweets. Like let's me, you know, like it's really cool that they like support whatever ideas I want to have. It's yeah. like. In retrospect, not all of them are good. Like, there's, I, I, I look at my own work. It's like a Inaba designer, just like, you know, architect, whatever, like, hypercritically. Most yeah. things I make, I kind of end up hating. It's just, 
kind of how it how it happens yes um, yes anyone that creates something no matter what if it's like art or yeah like rod like turning wood or yeah. you cooking in the kitchen you know you'll, you'll always be like ah, i don't know it's not exactly what be i better. picture there's always yes. one thing that you could change always never one finished truly yeah, yeah completed for sure so i just yeah i i just like designing economics it's a lot of fun um and each Hell one yeah. i'm just trying to have a, a big overarching idea you know see if see what you can come from that um, and I'm still going to make up more company. I'm still going to make some, hopefully, um, sooner than later, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. So how many, how Something many like mods? That. <laughs> it's really, it's pretty ridiculous. Cause I feel like you probably have the most variations of mods. Yeah. I mean, like official, like not counting different paints or like different from shapes. 2011. Yeah. There's the white. They're all like mostly up here. Um, <laughs> there's the white to gold to natty. There's the 2014 burgundy like sparkly one yep and there's the 2017 teal and yellow ones yeah batch one the whiskey one there's batch two the coffee one there's the yeah. Batch one, sapphire and batch yes. one synth wave so that's seven yes yeah it's a lot, a lot. it is a lot. a lot thanks for yeah. thanks sweet for letting me make them and thanks anyone that buys this porch because it's just fun man like i i've learned to um Love that side of Kanata, like designing and making them, working with the team and Matt Paulson and Matt Baroka at Sweets to like just come up with cool things and see what new stuff we can try. That's what's really cool about all these new Kanata companies because like they just go all in. You know, they're making whatever they want to make. They have no like um, disposition. Is that the right word? To or they're not scared to like change anything because we. Mm took like so long to kind of like unravel what a Kanama was and like make the cups bigger and make the string longer. And yeah. Because we were so JKA mind for so long. Yeah. All these new companies just don't give a shit. So they're doing whatever they want. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you just get to see the craziest stuff. And it's cool to see what all you can do on a Kanama. Mm-hmm. It's like in terms of what Han really does and even just handmade stuff. But the Han really stuff, it's fun because it's like a process the way they make their things. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to learn that and see how you can like manipulate it and make cooler and cooler stuff mm. yeah and they've got they've grown as well with with their quality and, and what oh, they're yeah, absolutely able, able to do and not do but that yeah i think there's a lot of just consideration like when you are have been playing jka damas and it's turned into the ken damas that we play now we still like kind of we think about the roots and that's when we're like all right well it can't be like this because we have to change it here. What would the audience think about how how is the community going to react to where right. we're saying right? Yeah, the people right. who are new in it bring something fresh, and yeah, they don't really have the past knowledge of what it was like. So they're like, "All right, do this. It's going to be amazing and new." And then <laughs> what? Some the OGs new- like, "Oh, actually, you know, you moved to that back in the day." <laughs> yeah, dude, you you, you heard it so much. Dude, like, the the Kanamas they made were absolutely crazy. They were sick too. It's just like. There were so little of them. They were hard to get. They were a little sometimes too out there for the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they just never stuck. But now, like, every Kanama this Yumi made has been made one way, shape, or form. <laughs> like, the new debate, I think, right now, is like, you know, for a while it was long, make sure your string was short enough, make sure your paint was slick enough, whatever. Now it's like, we talk, and we're talking about double big cups these days. Mm-hmm. I think that's yes. the new debate. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know like, a lot about skateboarding, but yeah, skateboarding, skateboards used to not be symmetrical, right? Right. Mm-hmm. There was and a front, front and there was, and there was a, a tail. Con- yeah, there was a conscious change to do that, I'm sure, to make tricks easier, whatever, and to enhance the sport. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. 
So like, you know, this is like open to discussion right now in this, in this chat. What do you guys think? Like, did you make a double big cup? Is that still a kendama? Yeah. I mean, that kind of loses an aspect of it, does it not? Because it yeah. is a three cup thing, like small cup lunar, you know, like yeah, things like that kind of it, disappear. I could just, you would lose that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I completely, I completely agree. Uh-huh. I hope it never shifts to that, but. Like, who knows, you know? I think it's like, just, like, as a player, too, I think it would make tricks, like, harder because you wouldn't be able to differentiate the two cups when you're, like, so you can't figure out which side the string is coming out on. So if you're right. trying to keep your Ken and Thomas separate while like you're so? juggling or something like that, it, like, I don't know, that's something that I've noticed with, like, learning that because I've been getting into more of the new gen stuff lately, trying to learn some new tricks, you know? And uh, I noticed that even just the engraving on the big cup of my pro model helps me so I can oh, keep right. it straight every time, you know, so I can see it more clearly. So if that was to disappear and both cups look the exact same, I feel like that would be a problem for me. Someone who doesn't always flip it like perfect where sometimes it spins and I can't tell which one it is until the last moment, right? Right. Dang. But I guess what if, I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate because I think mm-hmm. not as always should have three size cups. Like what if one day it's like they were just differentiated like graphically or with an engraved, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that, maybe would that would be enough. Then you can but then you can't call it a small cup. It'd be cup one, cup two, like it would exactly no. Though, so then it wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wonder I are there para- are there parallels in skateboarding with that where the trick definition started to change or anything mm-hmm. is like front. And well, back. I mean, yeah. There's there's the nollie when you're going your regular stance or whatever yeah. stance you're comfortable with, and you're popping from the nose. Or if you're going fakie, which means you're riding backwards, but mm. you're doing the same motion where you're popping. You, you, the direction but that's that not you're like going. change. That's not changed by the shape of the board, though, right? That uh, there's momentum right. to it and things. Like it's it not. It's not. It doesn't but, change it the same way. But there is there is a change in like I don't know if it really makes a, a difference. But the change in the angle of the nose, you mm-hmm. know, maybe at the very beginning they just oh yeah here's a tail just replicate that in the front, but now you see yeah totally ta- noses are a little taller. Yeah, I think they used to make a them a steeper, little bit yeah. bigger with more pop to make nollies and like stuff a easier, easier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there could be, but like again, I, I think it's such, it's such a small thing where it, the only thing holding us back, I feel, is pretty much just seeing how it was, and yeah. then be like, okay, well, you can't you can't call this uh, around the world because you're actually just doing two cups because right. three of them are the same size, yeah. but then. It, then you would just have to bring up the conversation of like, then why are we playing all these big cupped kendamas? Then just why isn't the original? Yeah. Why is the hole so fucking big? Why is the string so long? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Dude, all it was, is, why is the sticky paint? It's to have fun. It's to have fun. That's what it. That's what it goes down. If if this is a kendama for what your purpose is, is it for a competition? You have to follow these regulations, these rules, mm-hmm. or can you can you just have fun with it? Like this thing, this is a Ken doll. To yeah. Me. Totally. There's one, yeah. here's two, here's three. All right. <laughs> there you go. You even, you, even, you, even got, you even got four right there, okay? To be extra weird. But it's, is it fun? Finger yes. pan. Is there? <laughs> right? Cups, string, here's the Ken. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel and, like that's what you need for a Ken doll. And that's another parallel with skateboarding as well, where in skateboarding, you see the division of people who take it from like an Olympic sport where there's scores yes. being given and all this. Yep. And then other people Important. who are, aren't even about that. And they just want to go out to the street and throw the board at a curb and jump on it when it flips over, you know, yeah, or shit like that. Buddy put hinges on it. So when you do yeah, like, or shit like, like that, it opens yeah. up like a transformer comes exactly. back. Exactly. Like, 
Dude, what if that <laughs> happened in Kidama? Like there was actually a massive split one day. You Dude, know? It's, oh, oh, there it's is. coming. I kind there of is already. It. I kind Dude, of see really? it. A little bit. It's not the same way yet because, like you're saying, it's like you know we're not where skateboarding is, you know. But I I do believe that there is a bit of that. Not that like the two can't coexist because yeah yeah yeah. In our world, like the like you need you, you don't need a, a spot like you do skateboarding, right? With Kendama, you just do it at home. You do it wherever. So right. to have an event to gather at is a special thing because we're all going there to gather, and like the competition yes. is the excuse to do that, right? Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. like. Yep, how we yep. get the sponsors behind it. That's how we get like exposure is to make it an official thing and to put it up on this pedestal. But the real core of it, like it, the heart of it is that fucking underground, just like sitting there with your homies, drinking a beer and having a freestyle cypher outside the back yes. or whatever, you know, like just, yeah, yeah. That's what Kinawa is really about in my eyes. at least. It's the, it's the, what is it called? The, the, the water. The, oh, fuck. The <laughs> one that, that, uh, that Albert does. That event where it's it's oh, not the, like really competition. Um, the, fuck, the, why am I spacing? It's not hydro. The, it's um, the Vettersborg or <laughs> the Vettersborg. <laughs> uh, fuck, it's it's an event. Super yeah. Stoker, Super, super Stoker. Sto- I, I knew it was something with water. I'm yeah, like, like super, super Stoker, Super Stoker. stoker. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a place to like go and hang out. And there's not real a competition. Not well, really they do a have a competition though. There is a competition. It's just not like set in stone it was, the way he told As me about like, it was that yeah. it's like when we feel when we all kind of feel like it's time we have the competition <laughs> yes that's it where, I like that where no, the rest of us sick. is like the competition is there which is good because that's when media gets involved and more eyes can yeah, get on it rather exactly. than just be like this underground thing but the core people who love it are there yeah mm. it, the, the comp is an excuse totally to meet we, up we, we need yeah. the super stokers we need the fucking those kind of things but so that's but yeah. what i see to go about it. like christian you're saying like if if there is divide i would definitely say yeah there's like a divide of people who who enter comps to you know for like open comps who enter freestyle comps who who just don't do any kind of comp and just hang out with yeah. homies well here's another debate i guess we talk about it a lot this a lot at sweeps because um so nako was online this year really- yeah um so you know the assumption is next the assumption is next year it'll be in person. So the question is, it's like, what kind of NAKO is it? Is it like the ones oh, we've thrown in, yep. in the past, or is it like entirely different? And like, what does that mean mm-hmm. for these players that love to compete and the players that just kind of want to hang out? Mm-hmm. Like, what what is the perfect Kendama event? Because we haven't mastered it yet. You know, like Kendama events have gotten bigger and better every single year, and it's absolutely incredible. Like the level of production quality and coordination that's involved to make all these amazing events but mm-hmm. what is the right way to do an event mm-hmm. to please everyone because like it sounds silly now but yeah. you spend a lot of time just like standing around like playing kandak which is the best yeah but how do you like make it 24 7 there's mm. never gonna be a, a great way to make everyone yeah. happy i'm sure just like you were an architect you know there's never the perfect place like or, or most efficient route for like fire escape, like in this building, like right. Oh, if we get everyone out as fast as possible. It's like, well, we we got this little staircase, <laughs> or we can hey. make like this massive thing, like an elevator. <laughs> hey, well, the, the, the good news is we do do that part of our job. You know, we do our, like drawings that say how people get out. Of the building. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a math yeah. and stuff you have to do to figure yeah. it out. So I'm saying, like, yeah, everyone's safe. 
That's right. Yes. But with events like, and I think not just Kendama, but any kind of gathering event that you go to, if it's music or or some like, uh, what's the word for it? Festival. A convention. Convention. Um, Because like NAKO could be like more like a festival. It could be totally like Uh, like a convention. I know a a couple of the Swedes guys that I've talked to, I I believe it was Cody specifically talking about that, having it be more like a convention style. Yeah, for sure. Which I always thought would be like pretty cool in a way where it's more of like how the juggling festivals kind of approach it. Where it's like, you know, we're all just in this place for a few days and there's things happening within that. But the main event is just being in this place. Right. Exactly. And like, it's not as much about the competition, but also the competition is so important to like the younger players because competing is like, it's the best you can do as a young Kandama player. (laughs) It just teaches you so much about yourself and your Kandama play. (laughs) Just like love and like, healthy competition things like that uh-huh. that's like i love um uh george marshall did a battle of the border edit for like this week's team a year or two ago and he did like a hyper cut of like hugging throughout the weekend because every tenama sure. event you know you like, have a competition you have a match it always starts and ends in a hug you know oh yeah is that where, is that where the friendship hug trick was birthed yeah no that ben harold came up with a friendship hug for that reason, graph. yeah, yeah, you you show up at an event and see all your friends for the first time in a few months and hug everyone. You're just banging kendamas and doing it on stage too. So you gotta, yeah, just do it. You gotta learn it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I think this could be this. This is a good one that could like possibly spark other people to get involved in creating a different style of event, not competition, yeah. because we see you know, sweets is overwhelmed with a lot of stuff, and we've just relied on the company to create the, mm. the NACO. And since it's been, t- how, how last last year turning into a, con- a convention style as well, having these events, these extra rooms and stuff where you could do these different activities, mm-hmm. I thought was Workshops so and stuff Made me want to be like, I want to be a, I wanted to go so bad. But yeah. it, cause it's, it's like so much more than an event. And like, that's where personally I would thrive. The event mm-hmm. is cool to watch. I'd put, maybe i'd enter but i would probably just sit on the sides and just hang out because most of the time when i go to comp i'm rarely playing kendama for sure i, I like where's i don't need i don't know did i even bring it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and and i feel like if, if if other people get stoked on this kind of idea of hey let's make a a, a convention where the for secondary sure. thing <clears throat> is the comp because i feel like maybe that was the major draw for people to go to an event uh, right. to, oh, it's a mm-hmm. place to get something, right? And then Sweets was like, okay, we're doing that. Hey, why don't we add this extra thing? Cool. But mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, just like anime co- conventions, when I was growing up, there was fucking nothing. I could go to like Jake Javits Center in New York City, and it's like this massive thing. Everyone's going cosplaying stuff. Mm-hmm. When I was getting into it, I had to go to a sci fi convention because they had an area of just like anime and manga. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they were doing it, which gave a source for people who were into it to go to. So <laughs> I would just hope, you know, there's a lot of these other smaller uh, uh, groups, you know, holding competitions and stuff, trying it out. Um, some are working, some are not working so uh-huh. well. But to add a different flavor to be like, hey, here's like a Kendama workshop. Yeah, totally. Instead of like in, in Japan, we've done, Gloken has done it. I've done it with Sue, like, Example uh-huh. like English focused. We're gonna learn English, uh, but through kendama and stuff. Yeah, or like another yeah. thing, like t- coming back to like the <clears throat> juggling festival kind of vibe stuff. Like you were talking about the IJA, 
uh, earlier, Christian. Well, in yep. the IJA, it's like the juggling, like World Cup, essentially, where they don't have tricks to do. They do a performance, like a gala show, essentially. So what right. if we had Kendama gala shows where people Ooh. put together like a performance and there is no yeah. time. Like you make it a minute if you want. You make a nine minute like yeah, you're on, you're on a you schedule. Want. You know, people are know when yes. to Yeah, exactly. Like, like Ben Harold play Kendama. Mm -hmm. yeah and but then there's also what's the the thing called where you go up there just like do whatever you the renegade the renegade yeah Renegade's a different then, beast <laughs> well, but that's like a different night you know? exactly night and it was exactly. always like perfect you got a little bit of both mm -hmm. mm. and i've done a lot of the gala show kind of style stuff with kendama but at juggling events and stuff like that and it's very interesting to see like how it's like perceived by people who are like outside of kendama but still seeing kendama in their format you know and i've always thought that that's a cool way to approach it. and i think there's a lot of people who would have a lot of cool stuff to bring to the table in that sort of an atmosphere right and so what do you think about that in regards to nako it's like the biggest kendama event in north america what is what should that mean mm -hmm. like, yeah and i know cody i don't know if he's gonna listen to this but like that's what cody riz thinks about every single day because mm -hmm. he's like in charge of that and they work so hard to do all that stuff so mm -hmm. i know Whatever happens next, it'll be cool. Even the online one, I'm sure it's going to be like another level of... Oh, for sure. However they're going to do it, it's going to be cool. Very yeah. Good. Free advertisement for that. Grab your friends, go to someone's crib that weekend, NAKO house, your Set local community. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think people are going to really enjoy like mm -hmm. doing it that way. And in like a non-COVID way too, you know, where you like, don't got to think about that yeah. stuff because it's not happening because not because of COVID, just... No, whatever totally. reasons, and it's just have fun with your friends for a weekend and compete and hang out and play and dump. Yeah, do yeah, mm -hmm. do what you would do at the event, just at home. Exactly, it's like it's yeah. like introverts' best uh, best yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah, it, totally. Get to know yeah. the people you're comfortable with, you know your homies and stuff, yeah. and still take part. To, you know, push yeah. yourself I, and get that 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 nervousness of being on the spotlight for a comp. Mm -hmm. yeah, as an introvert, am I the only one that's already nostalgic about like? 2020 when we didn't have to go anywhere yeah it was the best i mean i know there was there was a lot of sadness illness death political um yeah and a lot of things oh, going on but dog yeah. still is home and we were just drinking white claws playing kendama for like I six guess. months oh. yeah <laughs> good times <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, depending on the situations, everyone could be a little different. Hanging yeah. out with the kids at home all day it yeah. could be a little like, ah, now I understand why it's good to see. It. I never got that. Give them off for a little bit. <laughs> I work outside, so I was working outside the whole time. I just kept working. No shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now every, everyone and then I went sailing. Breezy air. So. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Legendary. It's so cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you know, talking about nostalgia. Here's a question for you, Christian. Uh, if you were to revive a player, who who would it be and why? Like someone that just doesn't play as much anymore. Yep. Uh, the first thought that came to mind was Chaz Edwards for sure. Mm. Um, Sweets has been in contact with him like a little bit over the past few years and always offers to send him kanamas. Maybe he does send them kanamas, but as you know, I think Chaz is too interested. He might play. I don't. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ch Chaz was like. To like kind of put it in perspective, like that time, like Chaz was kind of like a Bonds type dude. He was just doing tricks he that you couldn't do, that no one had done before. They were Earth. insanely hard. And it was just like this unique dude. And yeah. Chaz is also like the nicest guy and he's like always fun to hang out with. 
Also um, very quiet, at least at the time that I met him in, in yeah, Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps him. He's a chill, very chill dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he was just such a good phenomenal player. And I'll, I'll give it a tie between him and Jeffrey, Jeffrey Van Rieven. Mm-hmm. Ooh, those are good choices. Yeah, I mean, those are the guys I just like looked up to. Like, I've had two favorite Kanama players ever, and Jeffrey was the first one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then um, Dutch Kandama. I think that's and, the channel name, right, everyone? Yeah, yeah. Dutch Kandama. A.K.A. Jeffrey Van Rasta, because he played the Rastas. Rasta. Dude, I'm um, pretty but, sure that guy had like 25 edits before any of us ever even saw yep. what a Kendama was. Oh, the big cup, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I remember his edit, it was like 24 or 25, you can't even remember, but it was like the first <laughs> time I heard like dubstep. You know? <laughs> yeah. oh, like it was like, that was kind of the vibe back then. And he, every edit was just so good. Mm-hmm. You can still you can still watch those videos and surely find tricks that are being done now they were just being done differently then that no one had thought of you could do go watch colin sander edit seven again and there's a couple yeah. tricks he does in there that no one did for like seven years like until like seven years after that video yeah. like he does like uh or the forward lightning drop something like, mm. like you know if you do a human circle yeah yeah, 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 yeah straight yeah. away down with a light like a couple things like that that just seem like goofy and like weird Trixie made up at the time, but they were yeah. like real tricks. I don't know how intentional they were, but it's like right. Yeah, way yeah, ahead of its time. Yeah, there's a lot of those out there, you know, like from the past and even now, like where people just like throw a trick and it's like, oh wow, that was amazing to see, but no one's gonna like latch onto that and, yeah. and Jeffrey it. Jeffrey was the king of that, and then Chaz too. Chaz yeah. did every axe trick you could ever think of in like 2010. And he's the reason I never learned how to do axe. Because he doubles it was were, done. Made, were not made for axes. Yeah, because no. he just did he did all the tricks and I was like, I'm not it, learning. It axes. was done. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Yeah. Chapter complete. Yeah, we couldn't do axes till like the prime. We said I guess <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Where they were like kind of made and, and were uh, available to do that because everything else was just yeah. not not working. Just, it just didn't work. And now it's cool, like we make sure like all the sweet stomachs now can hook. Because hook is connection. like a whole, oh yeah, hook is the like new a, axe. It's like a whole new stall. It's crazy how it, it actually works. It's a fun one. I like that one. The uh, oh shit! I was gonna segue. I fucking lost it. I'm sorry. That was a, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, it, it, let's hook over to right. Of course, many people know that uh, you're an architect. Yes, creating lots of stuff, doing designs as well. You know, not only making the, the decade mod, but doing different types of designs. I was surprised to hear that you helped the Soul Boys out with the their champ mod for the EKC. Yes, I've done a few kendamas for Chad and like Soul Kendamas now. I did Alex Mitchell's pro model, Elvin Wong's yeah. pro model. I'm, I did Linden's pro model. I got mostly just did the artwork. Linden like said, do this, 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 and this. He's just cut. Cutting- just I just give made me his it. shirt. I'm going to cut the fabric out, bro. <laughs> Dude, let it out. We literally scanned his, his flannel, then I just recreated the no texture and fit Photoshop. I just like like new layers on top of it and made colors to, to match and everything. Hilarious. Um, and so, yeah, I got a message from Alex and Kelvin like the day they won EKC, the open in the freestyle, um, said, hey, uh, we just won. And we had the idea to do like a chat mod for the both of us. <laughs> and we, we want to know if you would like do it and I obviously was just like hell yes let's do this immediately and it was like two days later 
I just like sketched the little idea that was like the city on top and the city on the bottom with like something in the middle. Mm. Yeah, the fade. Because it all came from Helvin 1 opened with a, it was a craft Tama. So Ryan made it and then Zach Magnuson started like painting some novels for a little bit. And it was like blue faded on the bottle that had two craft burn stripes in it. So like that, like blue to natty. So that oh. plus the Dama that ba- uh, Alex used to win. I think he had a Bosch mod, like Chris Bosch mod with the gold on it. So we just kind of like took all those things together. And then the Dama mm. they they won as a prize was the uh-huh. Kanama Israel where they do yeah, the buildings on it. Yeah, with the city growing, yeah. Yeah, yeah those, are, those are so beautiful. It's so cool. They're they so cool. Yeah. Cities now and stuff. Um, but yeah, we kind of just looked at all those and said, smashed them together and then just made something new, you know? And it was cool. I like, um, I appreciate like Chad, like reaching out, like, letting me help with that stuff. Cause like I said, like I have like a, I have a lot of economics designed on my computer cause I literally just do it when I have more cause it's just, yeah. it's just fun. So how did you get into that? You know, uh, I am a graphic designer as well. So I definitely enjoy that side of creating different types of aesthetically pleasing things and putting them on kendamas there's you know we started off with solid colors and we thought hey, this is good enough and tracking became <laughs> a thing and we, we decided to get all pretty ridiculous with different things and it's, especially as it grows now people doing a lot of like hand one-off hand painted ones like more intricately mm. and stuff how how do you get to, how'd you get of course no that's a stupid question you gonna say how'd you get into that you're already a pro you're already in that space what's it like are you get like like example you know peku is is an interesting one it was really awesome to see him get uh uh, more featured and and get connected with sweets from the design design of prime design of boost yeah yeah whatever it was yeah the design contest (laughs) the design contest design tomo contest and you know turn it into like work that is really, really dope. And another way that I see like Kendama as it's not only about, hey, you can pick up a Kendama and play with it and it's fun. Or, hey, you can win a, a comp and be proud of yourself and mm-hmm. get sponsored. Or it's not just about becoming pro. You can get into different facets of the Kendama space and the world of it. Yeah. And so that's where I that's where I am. Like I've, I, I feel like I've arrived there and I'm really happy to be here because it, it is just so much fun. And I, I was just like making stuff, you know, as like, in my job, we're always designing stuff and problem solving and trying to figure out how things work and do it all that. And trying to beat AI, no? Yeah, to sure. or just utilizing. I I think it's off. It's, it's well, I, I saved I a lot have, of time. A little spoiler: I've used AI a little bit to design a Kendama that is coming out eventually. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it's like it's a tool that can be used for, for good. Um, but the, like the design stuff, honestly, like it was mostly working with Paulson on the Vegan mod and whatever came after that. And at that point, it wasn't about artwork because, like, I'm I don't proclaim to be a graphic designer because I'm not that good at it. I'm like, I I can design and draw and make these things, but as a real graphic designer, I'm still trying mm. to build those skills. And Kanaba mm. Design, I think, is helping me build those skills. So it's been a lot of fun in that sense. But a lot of it came from working with Paulson to understand how Hun really makes Kanaba. And mm. like, I could look at a Kanaba and tell you how each piece was applied in every process. Like, once you know their tools. It's fairly straightforward. So I was interested in that. And that's like the architect side of my brain of how things are made, put together and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we started doing that. I'm um, just working with Paulson because Paulson did, like, I haven't done any of the artwork really in the production files for any of the regular mods. 
I will be in like moving forward, uh, but I didn't for the last ones. Like Paulson and Baroka did did those. So I would just watch them do it, see their files, communicate with them, and see what the things I would want would mean like on a computer screen and with dimensions and all these things. So I was just really fascinated by it. And then like I got to do Lindens and I didn't really know what I was doing, but when I made enough to give to Chad for Chad to make it. And same thing with Alex Mitchell's I kinda understood more at that point. We just did just enough to give it to Chad so Chad could communicate properly and do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And so and now that's a like sorry, were those one shots? Like cause I know uh, the design process like it take some time maybe were there samples before or was yeah. it like Linden's was one and done we didn't sample wow. it um, Alex's um, we the original one the bevel was painted like teal and not the not mm-hmm. the teal on the bottom mm-hmm. but that okay, was like okay. one sample I this is I think Chad doesn't sample much samples it's money and you know if you know the process enough you can get them and a lot of the flag the first yeah. time yeah yeah and so all that has led up to like, I now get to design Canopus for suites for other players and for other projects stuff. That's like a new thing. So I guess it's the first time I'm saying it publicly. Awesome. I, yeah. Um, I just started doing it in the last like, few months because it's just, dude, it's just fun, man. Like I love Kandama and you know, at this point I can't contribute the way I used to with like tricks and edits and the things that we all kind of like, hey, man, I mean, but it's, you know, sure. it's different and that's, you know, it's fine. Like I don't really do. I don't compete as much anymore. It's cool. You kind of know where you are in the kind of the realm that is Kandama. And I just like making Kandamas in the decade mod. I, I think like Toll like said, okay, Christian, you kind of know what you're doing, we think. So like <laughs> embrace what you've learned and keep making stuff. And it's like a challenge to me, you know, like I'm always trying to make the next Kandama I make cooler and better and more different and blah, 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 blah. Because I just, it's the chase. It's like a design person who just, like you're a perfectionist, so you want everything to be perfect, and even like when it comes down to conduct tricks, you try to perfect every trick you do. Um, so yeah, I just like making stuff, and like I was saying, it's a cool way to learn graphic design. Like I use Adobe Illustrator way more now than I did like six months ago, which is good. Because yeah. I use it in my job too. Um, it's a really useful tool. Creating is cool. Yeah, and like you're saying too, there's like a whole side of Kendama to that. So I was just thinking in my head, I was wondering, is there any like well, I'll, I'll kind of preface it because there's a lot of like little smaller companies that have popped up, smaller like artists who are doing a lot of custom hand painted stuff, who are doing all sorts of funky stuff, whether it be like the sour mash style with lines and tracking mm-hmm. or like straight up drawing characters that fit on the ball, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anybody that you see recently who's just been really killing it that really catches your eye that you'd like to sh- shout out or anything? Oh, man, dude, I wish I had a good answer for that. Because, you know, I see it all out there at the events and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see all the artwork, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm unfortunately not educated enough to know a lot of these people. I like met a lot of them. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the the Gadaba Israel ones come to mind just because of mm-hmm. how he does everything out there. But, you know, they've been around totally. um, for a while. And I, I do wish I had a better answer. Because um, the latest, can, I guess the, the one I can think of, the latest Kanaba design that I saw, I think it was still done in Hanrui. But it looks like it was hand drawn. It was the soul and scarce. Yeah, scarce mm, novels, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. they, yes, yes. They they did a bunch of hand painted stuff for uh in Obvious USA recently too. Those, yeah. Are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. those are beautiful. So oh, that, yeah, that's they make really cool painted. shit, man. Yeah. Mm. That's one of my answers. And the other answer is shouting out uh Colin, who is Ghost Town, not Colin Sanders. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know Colin's last name. He's a, he's my friend, and I feel bad. Colin Russell. 
There we go. Hey. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I actually have one of his Tombas I bought recently with like the cushion cleared up. Nice. Yeah. I'm waiting waiting for the right kit to put it on. Yeah. Nothing heavy enough for or whatever. So Colin's doing really cool work because a lot of his art is like black and white. It's yeah. Distinct kind of like vintage cartoon styles. Yeah. Yeah. Fifties rubber hose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's dude mm-hmm. still Colin's really cool. He's Im- immensely like, talented. I feel like it has a nice aesthetic aesthetic that like matches a kendama. You know, just that yeah. color scheme and like playful. that shit. Yeah, yeah, he's sinful, yeah. He's even done art for me. I have some of his art right here because I like I got Uzumaki to do art for me. Off this over here, hell yeah. Um, if I guess whoever's watching this, um, this is like something I got I commissioned from him. We we're talking about sneakers and Shibuya. Yeah, so oh, yeah. here is this is Shibuya crossing. crossing. Yeah, mm-hmm. all these Gramble. people, all the characters have like six sneakers on. I even sent Colin a bunch Yo. of photos of. Some of my sneakers. That's so awesome. Some of what my is that? What is that like? Come on, There's... way too little people. Is that during pandemic crossing? <laughs> yeah, way too. It's hand drawn. This is beautiful. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's cool. So shout out Ghost Town. Yeah, uh, check yeah. out his artwork on Instagram. It's he does late night cross. stuff too. That's, that's, that's dope. That's nice black too. It's so dark. Yeah, man, uh, that's funny. Me and MJ were both noticing it. beforehand that we both have uh, sour mash paintings behind us in our videos yeah oh, i got a big nice. one i actually have another one if i turn it this way you can see another one on the red wall oh hey i got two. Oh, that one's awesome hell yeah you know it's cool that i can like you know we always go back to combat and how important it is like it's introduced us to and it brought artists together you know like if anyone remembers ink party i'm a horrible person yes I always forget yes. his name but i have like a commissioned piece for clam up here too it's, yeah uh, ink party and then Uzumaki's art Continuing with that, like I even have an Alyssa Dakota like drawing too, you know, and stuff mm. like the the list goes on, man. There's so much. It's so yeah. cool. The Kendama world is like, you know, it's like an amalgamation of all these nerds that come together to play Kendama, but we all have our own skill sets outside of that that we bring into that world and then like bring the Kendama skill set into those skill sets as well. It's, it's such nuts. a it's such a and cool see, little you, you'd see that resonate like a lot too. And then but you know, recently we got we got we got heads in our in our circle now (laughs) oh my gosh like again the gallagher's are just so so beefy (laughs) yeah dude (laughs) it is so (laughs) awesome i'm just jealous because my twig over here but (laughs) i feel that dog yeah but but yeah just to like touch upon the the um, the creative side because i feel like that's what it was like a lot of like bmx you know inline skateboarding all of that is like really like looking at your surroundings, what your skill set is, and wh- how you can apply that. And that's uh-huh. same with Ken Dombo, that's same with like creative art type yeah. of stuff. Uh-huh. So I feel like that is the people that kind of gravitate towards this. But hey, like it's not, you know, we see people who are like really passionate about other stuff, health, uh-huh. daily, and yeah. yeah, working out, getting toned. The, the easy one to look at is like the cinematography. Awesome. The photo and totally. video yeah. skills. And oh my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I mean, like people are building career, like Logan Tosta, I believe is in school now doing video, like freelance video and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's because he grew up Word. around all these talented videographers, Jake Weens, Zach Magnuson, Colin Sander, the good Matt Price Ballard, Yeah. Oh my God. He's I was the... talking to him yesterday. Ridiculous. He's in like Argentina, like working on a project or something. Just, every Ridiculous. time I talk to him, he's in another place. There's like filming shit. Yeah. Just like, dude. And it was literally because like, I mean, not Love because it. of Kendama, but like Kendama, he used that as his outlet to make really great art at a mm. very young age. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was like accessible because if you think about, oh, how do I make something like cinematic? Like you're thinking a movie or something or a short and it's like, there's so much involved, but hey, 
you can actually do it with just yourself, a camera and a kendama. Mm-hmm. Well, and That's if you cool. take the creative vision and put time and work and effort into it, it is, yeah, something that yeah, can man. match up and guide you to a level of professionalism in a field of, of like yeah. something like that it's nuts mm-hmm. it's, and that's it's the amazing. that's the less that's the lesson of canon in general i mean patience and hard work and determination blah 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 mm-hmm. apply that to anything you can literally do whatever you want you know talking about professionalism Absolutely. and you know film and stuff uh there's something that i caught 20 2007's pro mod release that was an awesome little docu-series that cooper put together with all yeah. five pros, mm-hmm. we're talking about we're talking about doing more of those because they're they were cool videos. That'd be so dude, cool. The Gallagher like thirty minute one. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I like Vice and type pieces. You know, Crom doing it when they went to Europe, the Euro Tour jams. Mm-hmm. Like, that was amazing. That's the kind of stuff I I, I live for. That that style, of course, yeah. to see the tricks, see the comps and stuff is awesome. But when when you get having a place where you can connect and get closer to those people that's yeah. where I'm like this this is this is what's out this is the connection so we got really close and intimate 2017 the very one of the last clips how upset are you at Cooper for letting you keep that 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 cut where you got that booger in your nose and you're like oh. I am sweets pro Christian Frazier <laughs> dude dude I think I don't know what this is, but I realize being tall, like I'm like six foot three ish. Oh, like you are being, tall. Yeah. Being tall, everyone can see out my fucking nose all the time. Everyone, most people at all times. <laughs> and I guess, like, I, you sometimes you got to get checked. And I guess, you know, Uber didn't check me that day. And yeah. I think there's, if you look at the little interview section, there's a little booger just chilling up there, man. Uh, but also, you, like you caught that thing, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> go watch that video. It's we're filming in my office. I'm doing the little interview part. I'm like wearing like a black polo, oh, up, sitting in the conference room, and doing <laughs> the interview portion. Yeah, I don't know, but also it's like back then. I think like Christian still was like, like I, I I'm like a pretty, sh- I guess, shy guy. Like naturally, I'm like an introvert. But I've like Kanama's taught me a lot of confidence, helped me grow up and whatever, yeah. whatever. Even then, you know, I was still just kind of like always trying to learn how to be comfortable with myself. And, you know, that includes boogers. Being comfortable. Be comfortable with your boogers. <laughs> be comfortable. Yeah. Episode five, nine. We're almost on 60 on, on, on the verge, on the razor's edge. But Christian, thank you so much for this one. Before we let you go, we have a Patreon for people who want to go above and beyond support. You know, uh, what we do? Here in Kentertainment, the Dominards, people who support on that five tier and up get a question for all of these nerds here in the studio. So, Christian, I got a few questions for you from from the beautiful people. Let me pull it up really quickly right now. Get on that drum set. Give us a drum roll. Tall oh, dude, I love my drum set. It's I like I try to play as much as I can. That's like, so that sick. Was, that was my love before Kendo. Mm. Stuck in high school. I've got so my bass sitting right next to me, right here, my big acoustic dude, bass. I thought about like learning bass. I realized how cool bass is. It's really like, fun, like cooler than guitar in a way. It's like we got a jam you, one day, dude. We there's there's enough Kanaba musicians out there to form a sick fucking band. That's what we needed. The next multiple event is we need a jam room. 
That'd be so cool. Just like a drum set and like uh, like enough shit for like a band and just like whenever you want to come and go and just jam, that would be fucking yep. sick. That's, I'm telling Sweets to make that happen for NAK. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's like that's you know finding shit like that for Kanaba. You know how do you mm-hmm. how do you have a Kanaba socialize in different ways besides Kanaba? You guys don't even understand the goosebumps because the segue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Too good. First question, Haley Bischoff. She asks, if you were to design the best Kendama jam room, architecturally speaking, what would you include? Oh, that's a good, that's a dope question. Um, hi, Haley. Um, well, it's like when you say jam, I wouldn't do a jam. You know, it's like a, it's like a place. Like I think when I was in architecture yeah. school, I thought about doing a project on Kendama because honestly, everyone's like, "Hey, Christian, you should design a building that looks like a Kendama." What do you uh-huh. think about what do you think about uh, um, Coop's? Room, oh, dude, Koo's room. That is the second best Kanamatic of all time behind Koo's 2012 Japan because it's like the perfect idea conceived, executed, mm. like perfectly, so and it's yeah, and it's like a, it's like a hip hop video at the same time. The way he edits it with music, yeah. 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 So, in a simple answer, that room, that's the best room. But like, what I would do, it's 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 like a it's like a complex, you know, it's like a building, like a pavilion type deal, and the idea would be like. There's different vibes, you know. They all kind of seamlessly start to blend together, but there's you know portions that are covered. They're in shade, um, so you can like be protected from the sun and the weather. And there's portions that are against like different wall materials, concrete, wood, or like something more artistic with like colors and graffiti and stuff. And no, as an architect, please do not shove your cans up the wall. That <laughs> shit drives me crazy. <laughs> no way. You yes. Were- what about the oh, one where they had the offensive. circular piece of drywall and they do that and then roll it? Oh, that actually was a piece amazing. of the wall. Okay, maybe acceptable, but just like standing in the hotel <laughs> watching all the people like rub their kanama <laughs> yeah. against the wall covering and the chip board, like just I know like what it takes uh, to do all that shit and like the materials uh, and fixing it. It's just like, uh-huh. animals. But back to the kanama place. I want to make places like multifaceted. There's like nature involved, indoor, outdoor, like, pavilion different levels and steps so you can see each other pretty much trying to find a space where you can have like 10 different like filming locations that are entirely different but also all the same together it's like this like mm. harmonious kendama film <laughs> session area mm. like jam session area and there's parts where it is just jam circles like imagine like a room that's kind of meant for like three or four people to jam kendama to a certain extent but there's a different mm. room or space that's for like 50 and everywhere in between yeah. finding out what the the height and like the materials and the orientation or yeah. for like the best way to do it for a certain people and stuff you have to get one that has like the perfect acoustics so that yep. like when you have like the dome or whatever you, when you smack a spike but like you could do it in two ways whether it just sounds great for you or you could do it so that there's like a camera spot that like films you perfectly and yep. that's where the acoustics aim at that would be a fucking cool one and that's cool and the cool thing is with like design architecture you can do all that stuff of course it's like, yeah it's like math and science figuring it out yeah mm-hmm. dude That'd be do cool. you kn- do you know about the uh the the dragon's call in nico in japan i don't exactly but i have a feeling i kind of know what the concept of it is what is there it? yeah there it's it's so nico there's the toshogu shrine where where ide mitsu Iyasu, the pretty much the guy who's made a unified all of Japan for well, everyone's trying to trying to take over and be the best. Uh, unified it. His resting place is the Toshogu Shrine, and in the shrine area, there's this one building off to the side that has 
uh, a bunch of deities, like Bodhisattva statues. But up top, there is this massive painting of a dragon. And there's this, everyone gets in, like no photography, no videos or nothing. You get in and they're like, all right, everyone's in. They close the doors off. And then there's one speaker who's explaining what the room is and what the, the, the dragon cry is. And he has two sticks, claves or something, two sticks. And he's like walking around and he's hitting them. It's making a sound, but you know, whatever. It's it's not so loud. But when he stands right under the dragon's mouth, it's this ridiculous high-pitched echo. Wow. That that's happens. Awesome. That's so sick. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So imagine if you do that, like down spike. Mid mid magical oh, and it's just like a lightning strike spike <laughs> that's amazing but you can also do stuff with like different floor materials too you know like bouncy okay. room or soft oh, things yeah. or whatever there's gotta be water like you want to make it like an oasis like a kendama oasis yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you remember the 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 bridge the dama bridge in shibuya with the rubber yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's not there anymore oh. sadly you could oh, do so some man. like like Hot Wheels track kind of shit. So you could do some crazy Ooh. like throw a Tama up into a spot and it comes down all crazy and try and spike it. That'd be a uh, hell yeah. Well, it's like yeah, it's like a, <laughs> a card, a Kanama carnival. Yeah, Playground yeah. For... <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm, getting, honestly... I'm getting away from the architecture part into the craziness, but that's you know. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the dream. You know, it's like Swiss Kanamas gets big enough where they can hire Christian Fraser architects to design a Kanama. Mm. Now Ooh. I pay for it. I need to get it built. Things like that. That's where it Dump. is. Kendama Oasis. That sounds nice. I would Next take question. a vacation. <laughs> Next question. Danny Robinson. In your opinion, hey. what are the greatest challenges to growing Kendama as a whole? And what can we as a community do to over- overcome these obstacles? Man. Mm, that is such a D-Row question. Holy cow. Yes, it is. Um... I think it's like, you just got to like always remember to like take a few steps back and look at the bigger picture. We talk about that a lot in design because you make something, you get to the nitty gritty and like what's happening at this and that, this and that. It's like, hold up, take a few steps back. What's the big idea? You know? So it's Kendama, what is the big idea? And what are we really trying to do? And that's why I always enjoyed the days when we used to go to the toy fair, New York, where Sweets would be there, Konami and Say would be there, and all the buyers did, like, hey, like, this Kanama thing is cool, but like, are you guys like hanging out with your competition or whatever? Like your oh, yeah. adversi- business adversaries? And we're like, no, dog. It's we call it a co-opetition. <laughs> business like, competition. Did you whatever. just call me dog? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. That family again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's like I don't want to like dog on the FKC right now, but you know, we all know what that place is like. And mm-hmm. it's like it's like the internet. In general, it's just like sometimes it can be mm. just so toxic and poisonous and all these things. And um, here's, I'll, I'll say this. Like, I don't know if I'm going to answer the question because it's a hard question, but you know, it's all about taking a step back and looking at the big picture and remembering why we do this, why Christian does this, why MJ does this, why Rod does it. What are we doing? Why do we want to do it? Let's just focus on that feeling and that's it. Mm. Like, I remember like during COVID, all the, all we, there's like a new kind of wave of community members that kind of came in. Um, through the EDM stuff and I picked up Kendama yeah. and like no one had ever met any, anyone like since like we had had big events we were all at home and like the FKC was like this and that and there was all these kind of different conversations and like I don't know it was a weird time I 
friends. And then when you finally got to all hang out in a year 2022, you remember it's just about being around your friends and hanging out, blank, not, and sharing love for this this one thing. So I think I think Cody, I put this on his Cody Gris put this on a story like today, like about the the three six five. Yeah, it's so funny and sad at the same time. It's like the best way to overcome any challenges is Pingdama is go to an event. I guess the simplest answer, just go. And then you'll be reminded why we do what we do. And it's kind of that simple because it's easy to get lost at home playing by yourself and buying Kandamas. 100%. Talking about it on the internet and like, you know, the satisfaction you get or you don't get it, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, just go hang out with some people and meet some new friends. You know, like we've all made countless friends in Kandama. Because we did not know each other and we would have never known each other. But we mm-hmm. do. So <laughs> go play Kanawa with some people that live a happy life. Yeah. Next question, Liam Conway asks, we all know you as one of the first to design a Kendama that was optimized by splicing wood types and putting certain weights and textures in important areas. Are there any ideas you have, though, uh, thought of since then regarding Kendama designs and shapes? I wouldn't tell you now. <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't know, dude. I I haven't like, I'm kind of like taking a back seat right now. Like, I like going to the events. I that sounds almost like an excuse because I don't have any of the grand ideas. I just like kind of do work now. But it's more about like watching what all these newer players are doing with Kendama because they're doing the things. Because like, as much as I want to make new stuff there's this box i put myself in because of the jka where we all come from it's really hard to mm-hmm. break those norms like we talked about earlier these new mm-hmm. players don't care so they get to make whatever they want and it's like gonna be really cool to see what else they make um but i do like you know i'm just trying to make like at this point beautiful kandamas that um have a, a big idea behind it and still play really really well it's kind of the whole package that, that's why we always do custom packaging on micro models because like why not? You know, it's like go and take the extra time and the money to make something that's like feels like a, a complete kind of experience. Yeah, experience is the best word for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, someone we added Ian Tulak to our team. He won one of the spots during the speech mm. contest. Yeah. We dig through his old Instagram post from like 28 trips later last year. He made like Kendama contraptions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was yes. hanging out with them in Chicago, saying like, you do you need to like start drawing stuff and putting it on paper." sending it to sweets saying hey this is how this could actually work blah 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 like, yeah he's yeah. he's got a lot of stuff in his brain so i'm excited to see what he does um, yeah. especially on the on the team now too because he has the the tools to make some of his ideas happen mm-hmm. yeah yeah next question will be our last one max ida do you play better hey. after a glass of hibiki or before <laughs> <laughs> always after Always after. I mean, what do one drink for Kendama is just perfect, you mm. know? Like, when I was in the finals at World Cup, like, I had to have a few beers before I went off stage. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just nerve And even an open now, it's nice to have, like, a drink, you know? <laughs> There's a fine it's- line. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cross it real quick. I, uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely ride a unicycle down the middle of that line. <laughs> you, catch me, you catch me step and feed down on both sides. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Kanawa is one of those things that's very much connected with your body in a sense. So you like it's good to like let your body relax so you can not play relaxed. Mm-hmm. I understand. I won the World Cup freestyle thing in twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Wild Beautiful. drunk. 
<laughs> for sure. And that's like that puts I, and a pin in and that, that whole thing. And that's how Bonds won World yep. Cup. Yeah, 2014. Yep. Also true. On a slick Zer guy or Zen Zer, whatever. He was, he was, a, no, yeah. He was on a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Zen that's Gurry. Crazy. What did yep. I meant to say that earlier about World Cup? Like the first one was so overwhelming. Like I think most of us kind of forgot to practice because we didn't. We were so <laughs> just excited to be there. Bonds and Chris Bosch. I also like, Keith, funny. Keith was going in, I remember, I remember yeah. a specific about that, like watching the trick videos. You know, now it's like every person gets put in one trick. That when, year, the Glowkin guys were out exactly. We're out in Hawaii and all that shit that you were talking about. And almost the entire trick video was Bosch and Bonds. Yep. Not yeah, to say that like, like they didn't like and earn their spot or anything like that. Not to take anything away from them, but that was an interesting little fact. Yeah, well, I mean, if anything, because Bonds and Bosch were like, really coming up right at that time. Obviously, mm-hmm. got first, second. Um, they were the best in the world. But that tr- the new trick style was evolving based off them mm-hmm. and the tricks yeah. they were doing. So it just kind of made sense to have them in all the videos. Oh, totally. Right. Someone was probably like, I got to go in like 30 minutes. Who who can we get to yeah, yeah, remember, out like, these tricks? I filmed a bunch of tricks too. Like Yuka was at the beach because Yuka was there that year in Hawaii. Yeah. And we were just on the beach or wherever we were, and we just filmed a lot of tricks, just like kind of just banged them all out, you know. That was kind of it. Mm-hmm. And here we are now, and we got 11s and 12s. You know, the World Cup tricks. Like every year they come out. Man, I'm excited to like learn some of these practices. See if I can do some of my little tens. Every year I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Those are really hard. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Kanawa is still hard. It's What's only getting harder, it seems. Yeah, it is. Like, that's the thing about World <laughs> Cup, the first World Cup as well. Remember the little kids we saw there? Oh, we I going, remember. Those kids, those kids are going to be world champions one day. Literally, now they are. Uh-huh. Like, two yep. years later, those yep. same kids. Uh-huh. No, no, yeah, he was there. Yep. It's Dude. come, like, full circle. And now I... there's all, like, like Jack Gilligan, like, on our team, Jack yeah. Gilligan, like, the tricks he's yeah. doing, the, the, like, third dimension pinch tricks. Yeah. It's, oh, it's kind of a bummer because I can, <laughs> I, can do, I can do the simple pinch tricks, you know, like, the really simple yeah. ones, but... I feel for one of the first times, like it's out of my reach. Yeah, it's it's just, just, just right when you start but, to catch up, they start fucking taking off. You know? But at the same time, does it need to be in the reach? For me, dude, honestly, yeah, like I that's what <laughs> that's what keeps me playing Kendama. I love challenging myself and learning a new trick and doing yeah. something I haven't done it before. That's like if you watch my old videos, like every time I filmed a trick, it was the first time I did every mm-hmm. single time. Me for too, years. for the longest time. Yeah, and like that's the feeling I still want to chase. Totally, you know? and that's like actually I've, that's something I struggle with because it makes it hard to film tricks nowadays. Because like yeah. in order to do something like for me, I have to do a fucking deconstruction whirlwind, and I'm like, well, fuck, <laughs> you know, like that took me. Fucking, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the hard tricks I land, I only gonna like once. Okay, mm-hmm. you know? but then the other side of it is like a. Uh, having to do social media stuff i also know when to turn my brain off and just film something so i can send it to cody or whatever and yeah. make some like instagram post it's hard but i guess that's like it's like george and i were hanging out last night george and i george marshall and i drove to like an hour and a half away of atlanta to go see boogie t and his mm-hmm. band the boogie trio and we had the johnny mods with us and we realized really quickly like oh we're drinking we have like five extra minutes like let's film content like just because i guess yeah. as a canaba pro i should be doing that when <laughs> i can't and then we just do it and you just kind of like do what you can in the moment and capture it and you're happy. Move yeah. on. And that's one side of your brain. The other side of your brain is thinking about the same. Like uh, I I watched like a draft of Johnny Cress's edit, his pro edit that came out today. Like he did a trick in there that I've been picking up for like three years. 
I'm pretty <laughs> upset about it because there's a trick that was in my grasp, but he already got it. And now I literally don't want to. Yeah. Because that's how I grew up playing Kandop. Like, if I didn't do it first or whatever, I got kind of Well, that guy got it, but that's awesome. Good for him. So let's go back in <laughs> and squash this one. Uh, a while back, we had Keith Matsumura on Dominators, and he mentioned that he possibly could have been the first one to film and upload. He think he mentioned it was a race between him and you, a triple stilt flip. Yes. So I, I listened to that podcast. I know the story. I was I remember it all because no one had done it yet. Um, I forget who did double first. It might have been Keith. I can't remember. But so we were racing for triple. Never been done before. Um, I remember at some point that summer, I messaged Ballard. I said, "Hey, like, is, do you know if Keith's done this yet? Because I don't think I'd ever talked to Keith. I met up and I talked to Ballard a few times. So." Chad is like, hey, has Keith done the triple yet? Matt said, I think he's working. He's trying. He's working on it right now. Oh shit! So, so the the truth, like the story behind it, is Keith landed and filmed it first, and it was supposed to be. I believe it was supposed to be in Cal, mm. but it wasn't for some reason. I think like the, I think he posted it eventually, or was it like a Kanaba, a Keith Messerman edit or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. But I think the I, video quality was was low and Ballard yeah. was like no something like that yeah um, so Keith landed at first that is a fact but <laughs> my Kanama edit 8 was done besides the triple still flip in the end because I knew that's the last trick I wanted to do um <laughs> and I spent like all summer trying to do it like you know like an hour a day just trying 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 and that the day my edit 8 came out Chaz Edwards edit 8 came out the same day so when his edit came out and my edit was almost done I was like yeah it'd be crazy if I land this trick now finish the edit and post it with Chaz as well so it in retrospect it's a dumb idea to have two edits come out at once but it seemed cool at the time <laughs> so that night I like finally landed it maybe in like 15-20 minutes cut it into the edit uploaded it and it was done and so it was the first triple still flip on the internet um, that was filmed that anyone saw but Keith landed it first mm, sure and who knows about the uh, ten thousand year ago pre Kendama civilization that did the uh, triple still flip first? Who yeah, knows? yeah, I, yeah, or or D Rose Grandma, you know, e- yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, Mo- that's more likely actually. Dude, I swear, you never know. Could be, could be like a, some Star Wars shit, you know, just some could galaxy be. far, far away, mm-hmm. multiverse. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? First hey, Frazier, that- episode five nine, Dominards. <laughs> Thank you all for hanging out with us. It's been a deep one uh, as we all enjoy. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Let everyone know about the Dominators. If you are a nerd, mm-hmm. you know some nerds who don't know about it or or you saw that recent 365 shit and you're like, yeah, that got my you know, fire yeah. burning too. I want to learn about Colin Sander. Please, <laughs> yeah. please, please learn about Colin Sander. Yes, please. please There's a reason please. we all love him and talk about him so much. I, I tell people like, when they talk about Kandama, I say Colin Sanders, the Tony Hawk. No. Mm-hmm. Like he's the guy that just kind of made it a thing, made it popular. He's the the beginning right there. It's that simple. So know your roots, people. Go check it <laughs> out. Uh, that's it. Christian, thank you so much again. Hell yeah. Taking all this time. Thank you, guys. It's late as shit over there. No, it's like what, 2 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah, it's 1, 13 a.m. Yeah. There oh, you damn. go. Dude, yeah, thanks for taking the time to get out here. Get some Any, stories out. Anything for the nerds. Oh, yeah. The nerds love you back, but much Hells love. yeah, dude. Much love to all the Patreons and everybody out there listening. Here now, Shit, later, yeah. whatever Thank galaxy you so much. you're in. 
Planet Kendama. These Whatever nerds year you're in, are out.
Yeah, I am with a ball and chain. 